0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching? The weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode sixty-nine, Guardians of the Podcast, Volume Two, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me,
1: as usual, is Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? Fabulous, fabulous, great,
0: fabulous. It's rare that I'm fabulous, but oh. it's
1: one of those days. Oh, it's really that great of a day, Matt it was a pretty good day. Pretty good, pretty good, that's good. Yeah, I worked again, and Uh, then I had a delicious dinner. It was lovely. What did you have for dinner? Chicken parm. That sounds great.
0: Oh my god, it really was. (laughs)
1: Oh, and I had a good day, and I had a sandwich, and that was my day. What kind Um, of sandwich? Just a Jimmy John's sandwich. What's a Jimmy John's sandwich? (sighs) I don't want to get into this. This is this, a this whole regional thing, Matt, between you and I.
0: I hear about Jimmy John's all the time. I just never. <sighs> There's no Jimmy it.
1: John's by you. It's just a imagine like a like a like a slightly better Subway.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: There you go. That, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, yeah. So yes, um, I guess there there are no Jimmy John's up there where you are. There, there might be, but I, I don't know. I've never seen one. There aren't any um, White Castles where I am, which is a shame. Bless I, your heart. I remember going up north for vacation a few years ago and having uh, White Castle and, and enjoying it. And uh, and also Checkers, right? They don't have... Well, not Checkers. Yeah. Is that checkers. that bur- yeah. burger place, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, also yeah. Known as, also known in some areas as Rallies. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was uh, living in Georgia for a bit, they had those up there, and uh, they don't have any here in Texas, so... Uh, they regions, have everything else. Regions. <laughs> we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of shit down here in Texas. We have a bunch what of shit. A shit
0: down here. We got it's a bunch of shit here. Shit. Too it's much cool. shit.
1: Yeah, they just built. They built another Chick Fil A around me, and it's it's too much. It's too much. Uh, huh. ch- I've uh, never been. Okay, you know, never go. Um, I I won't. Don't. I have no intention. No. Uh, it's the one place, the one fast food place I don't go to uh, because of their politics. So screw them. Screw them.
0: Well, it's that because uh, – I don't go there because of that and the fact that the closest one is like half an hour away and I'm I'm not driving
1: that far for a, a chicken sandwich. No, especially for that, uh, for the hater chicken as uh, <laughs> a friend of mine used to call it. But anyway, hey, we're not here to talk about fast food, at least not this week. Um, oh, cause there's next no...
0: week the chicken chips come out.
1: <laughs> exactly, and we'll have a full review on the show. Oh, don't no, uh, right. worry. Of will. that, yeah, uh, Matt will be eating them live on the air. I think that's the plan, right? Oh, God. I don't <laughs>
0: know if I want to do that, but okay.
1: Uh, make it. We have to be more, uh, more, more adventurous in this podcast. Experimental, you know, bringing like know, new segments. Like we, 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 like two episodes ago, we had our picklegate episode. Right, Where we talked about we talked about pickles for forty I was minutes. Gonna,
0: I was gonna try to not bring up pickles.
1: No, I know. I'm you just did. saying yeah, that that's past tense. That's what we did. We're not we're not discussing that right now. No, Look,
0: I might have white castles, but
1: you have pickles. No, let's move on from that. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is that each episode should have like a have like something new. And some, this is something like every uh, episode
0: has a new segment. So then the episode is nothing but segments. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that be great? Just this. No. We, we, then we have like ten minutes to discuss movies because all be everything awesome. everything else would just be uh, full of segments. Uh, no. Okay. So that's that's that. Can't wait for that review of the what, what's it called the the chicken nacho thing? Chicken chips. Chicken. Chi- oh, it's, it even it even sounds stupid. Yeah, it's just so weird.
0: It's just like little chips and chicken.
1: Well, that's enough of that. Uh, let's talk about the show this week. What? How
0: nice everything is.
1: Oh, yes. It's episode 69. We've reached nice. a monumental episode.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: and to celebrate that, we're going to be talking about movies for once. Some nice <laughs> ones, too. What's on the docket this week, Matt? Oh, we're going to take a trip down to Matt's Riddle Corner, where
0: I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing this week. This week, we're going to hang out with a trash panda in outer space, and then we're going to hang out with a multi-pass that's super green, and then we're going to hang out with some replicants for a little bit, and then the guy from Forgetting Sarah Marshall is going to have stuff hooked up to his brain. I don't know. I've only seen the poster for that one. You're right. And yeah, yeah. And then this guy is going to try to take down an entire building of bad guys, and then we're going to hang out with some neon and the Dark Knight, and then Charta Copley is going to be your guy in a video game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then 13 Cape Blanchettes are going to scream at us. <laughs> and then we're going to do something for another movie that I have no idea what it's about. And then we're going to do a couple bank heists, and then we're going to take our lawnmowers across three states.
1: And that is the show. What? It's another packed episode. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and to help us out with these movies, we need a, we need a guest for once, right? Uh, we did it for once. For, <laughs> well, today I just finished editing and releasing the episode from like two weeks ago where we had no guests. And we went on. A lot on, of fun, by the way. We I went on for, for two hours, which is insane. Should not have been that long.
0: You know, we were just enjoying each other's company and having a good time. I mean, yeah. I, there's no crime against that. You
1: would think like just two people on the podcast could just, you know, maybe not do 2 hours in one sitting. Maybe just do 90 minutes, an hour. I was a little I was a
0: little drunk for that episode, and I apologize. <laughs> a little.
1: But if you want to sorry, hear re- for
0: all, sorry for all the gay stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry for all the gay stuff. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to hear uh, you know, both of us drunk, then then just wait for that episode that's that'll be released later on like maybe in the summer I've actually plotted ahead uh a few episodes from now uh at the end of June we'll have like a 200th Talk from Society podcast episode
0: oh my god
1: special so i'm 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 in the planning stages of that that'll be pretty cool but but no i think I'm maybe excited. in the summer we'll we'll release those back episodes we have recorded already It includes one of us no it includes but the both of us getting drunk that one one episode oh, boy uh, that was that was a night. But anyway, that's the future. Let's talk about the present. Matt, who's our guest this week?
0: Uh, he's all the way from Washington, D.C. It's uh, James Comey, ladies and gentlemen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, our guest this week is uh, a friend of mine. I've known him for well over ten years. Uh, Tyler Scruggs. How are you, sir?
2: Howdy. Hi. I kind of just freaked out because I was like, oh, man, ten years. Yes, we haven't know- have known each accurate. other that long. That's that's bonkers.
1: Tyler, yeah. th- thanks for coming I, on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. First, first question for you. What's an embarrassing story you can tell about Matt Curion?
0: Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> oh, I – not many, part- like, embarrassing stories. Um, I – the thing that comes to mind is my my voice, my vocal coach when I was in high school – Up in LA was from New Jersey and like performed at Cool Beans, where uh, Matt, I think you worked at one time.
0: I still work there,
2: you you still work and you still work there, yes. So, yeah, that, that that was that's I don't think that's embarrassing on anyone's part, but that was just a strange coincidence that that
0: is a weird coincidence that's awesome yeah
2: yeah i was i was just like she said that and i was like oh wait what and then i investigated but that was several years ago but uh
0: the embarrassing story is how we met and where we met i
2: i wasn't gonna mention it matt
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh we were both members of uh a weezer fan message board
1: holy shit
0: Oh, yep. Yeah. yep, bringing it back. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, ah, youth. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: well, yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if that, that place. Was... I don't know. I'm not even sure if that place still exists. But if it does, bless I... bless their hearts.
2: I yeah, I checked it for the first time in about nine months last <sighs> week. Um, it's it's very active still. Really, very. Toxic. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a disgusting place to be.
0: Not surprising. Um,
2: so yeah, just stick to whoever you're friends with now on Facebook. I will. and establish
0: <laughs> you know,
2: actual relationships with because <laughs> you're not missing out on much.
1: Well, shout out
2: to
0: allthingsweezer.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's countdown the top five Weezer albums. Matt, you go first. I like Pinkerton and Blue. Let's move on. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get to know the guest. Well, Tyler, fine. You're since Matt answered, do you want to answer just your number one?
2: No, yeah, it's it's the blue album. That's it's the blue album. Like I and I seldom listen to we- Weezer anymore.
1: Same. I, yeah.
0: I
2: had and I I had like a like never meet your heroes moment. Very like young in life. I met Rivers Cuomo when I was thirteen.
0: Oh geez, and
2: that that was a strange experience, and
0: I, I can imagine it was
2: it was surreal. But then, like, it kind of turned into this kind of like realization, like, oh, like he's he's not anybody, like he's just he's just a guy. So like, he's just a guy who writes songs, and I can do that. Yeah, and that's that was, it was more empowering, like, oh, like I, I can do this, um, and so yeah, I I Weezer it seems to be preoccupied with wanting to keep up with the kids instead of influencing the kids. So
1: I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Next Uh, question, please. Hey, Uh, you know, if you want more questions, I mean, Matt has plenty, right? Let's get to know the guests even more.
0: Oh yeah. Let's head over to that other segment called get to know you where we get to know our guests and make sure they're a real human being. I spoiler Tyler's a real human being and not some robot sent from the future. Tyler yeah. my first my first question uh what is the first movie you ever saw in a theater
2: uh it was Toy Story nice yeah that it was a, that's a good one I, I have a good answer for that one
0: I still I remember have. I still remember seeing that one in the theater yeah
2: um I have a and I still I, the story goes is like on that day that I saw Toy Story I got a my parents got me two Buzz Lightyears, one that I played with and one that is still in mint condition. Um which is kind of like my I guess the
0: the modern day heirloom equivalent kind of like thing. You like, were like a you were like a nerd from the start. Like yeah, we're going to no, we're going to get one to open and play with and one that can stay on the shelf. Wait, what?
2: Yeah, my uh, my parents uh I gr- my parents owned a card shop when I was like very young, like
0: Okay.
2: like Five and under, and like so, I was like constantly around pop culture. Like, uh, like Michael Jordan, Standees were like a fixture in my
0: life. And like, like a regular Kevin McAllister. Yeah, like I like I was
2: very Kevin McAllister, and <laughs> it, it was, I had like movie theater cardboard cutouts, and that's like what my room was decorated with. And I was a pretty cool kid, needless to say. But <laughs> you were I, I, I was now I am just a lame millennial who won't work
0: <laughs> damn you you bringing us yeah, all I'm
2: down I'm ruining everything I'm sorry
1: Marcelo do you have a question uh yeah um let's see I come up with these on the fly uh Tyler what is your favorite uh film decade
2: my favorite film decade that's tricky because the definitive answer in my opinion is 75 to 85 but that's not a decade <laughs> um, like, uh, so I I'm gonna lean towards the 70s because that's I think most of my favorite films are from that decade
1: like which which films from the 70s uh, is it just like the standards like the godfather uh,
0: not
2: no not the not the standard like i mean the top 5 for me is like close encounters of the third kind nice and so like that's, that's 77 right and um, you know obviously there's there's like star wars and it, it 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 just i really just enjoy the production design of films in the 70s cuz it was almost like remnant it, it was remnants of the bright colorful sixties sets that kinda became dingier and darker and more rough, you know, a la a new hope than you know the original Star Wars. Well at least that's how I see it.
1: What about you, Matt? Do you have a good answer for this? Hmm. Probably the seventies. I think everybody can say the seventies.
0: Seventies are pretty good. I mean, they birthed my favorite movie out right out of its chest. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the 70s are pretty great. Uh,
1: Carrie? Uh, Kramer versus Kramer, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, some people would say... And it's Alien, by the way. Some people would say... Uh, no! Uh, the 80s, uh, because they're... Were, they, they were people slightly older than us. You and I, Matt, and Tyler as well. Because um, they grew up in the 80s and they... I don't know. They think like the eighties, and this is not me bashing them. I'm just saying they think that eighties blockbusters they can never be topped. But I don't know. The, they're, the, they're pretty good. Yeah, no, they are pretty good. And but, I mean, like, my the favorite
0: s- movies. A lot of, uh, but I'm just. I mean, a lot of my favorite movies from the eighties were flops when they yeah, came out. That is true. 80s. Yeah, like like uh, Blade Runner and uh, The Thing. They yeah. those were terrible flops when they came out.
1: And I was going to say those those two movies came out in the summer of eighty two, which might be the greatest pretty summer of all time uh, but anyway but yeah i'd say i also i'd say 70s it, it's just interesting to see where people will you know stand i i don't know uh i wouldn't be surprised if somebody said the 90s cuz they grew up in the 90s and they can give some good examples but if you really 90s think they're also very good yeah they're also pretty good uh the the t- the 2000s sucked i think we can all agree on that right
2: uh, <laughs> no i don't I, I, I think they just haven't. This happened. Ferme- happened. Yeah. They haven't fermented. <laughs> like I mean, we I, had
0: I, we had 2007, yeah. which was a pretty great year. That was that, that kind of saves the decade, and so does 2006.
1: Yeah, I was mostly yeah, kidding, yeah. but 2007 is an amazing year. Oh uh, my goodness! Guess, yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that more on Talk Soci- <laughs> Film Society dot com. It's a nice mini mm-hmm. plug. Uh, there Matt, you go. Matt, do you have another question? Um, I'm in.
2: Yeah. I love. I like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Keep going, man. What? what, What's next? Oh my god.
0: Uh, Do you have a new album in the
2: works? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I, I mean, I have. I have an album that is written and done that I just haven't quite. I I would like to find a producer who can kind of manifest. The ideas wanna in hear? my brain, oh, yeah, what I want to hear, and I like I don't want to make another bedroom album again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I that's what's kind of taking so long. But I mean, recently I I, I had it insane month. So I was working on that movie, um, and there I don't even know what I can talk about with that movie. But they're they brought in an outside stylist. I was working in the costume department as a PA. Okay. And um, they were unsatisfied with this costume designer uh, who's like a legend in the industry, um, but very neurotic and uh, difficult to work with.
0: I would like and to hear so, about this off mic.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so they brought in, and so the producers brought in an outside stylist, flew in from LA, paid her $10,000 a day to kind of come in and fix up The costume department for this upcoming young adult uh, dystopian sci-fi film, and um, so what ended up happening is two rival costume departments sprouted from that, Um, and I, as a PA, was like caught in the middle of that, and um, it was my third or fourth day of work there when the uh the i-85 fire i don't know how national that news was in atlanta but uh one of our main highways caught fire and
0: collapsed
2: um and so traffic here has been particularly horrible um and atlanta's notorious for being horrible traffic anyhow um, but the next, the very next day, I'm in stop and go traffic, and uh, I I get in an accident and total my car. And as a PA, that's like that's your death.
0: It's like yeah.
2: like you don't have a car, you can't run anymore, you can't like go on runs. And so um, I I left that job, and um, with the money that I got from the car, like I. Instead of buying a new car, I like got a bike and kind and paid off debt. And now, like I'm, I have like a savings account for the first time, and oh, I can you. like, yeah, like I, I feel like an adult. With all that being said, like I finally have like money that I can put towards a project, like an album, or like you know, like something that I can something substantial that I can be like, yeah. okay, this is this is something that I can. You know, move forward with, and so that's a, it's really exciting for me right now because I, I am now like seeking out people and be like, oh no, I can pay you to do this, yeah, <laughs> like, And so that's uh, that's exciting. So to answer your question, yes, I there is an album in the works. I okay, to cool. This year, um,
0: good I, because I, I love it when yeah. uh, one of your songs will show up on uh, shuffle. Yeah, it's it's really cool actually. I'm like hey, I, I know get, this guy.
2: <laughs> I get screenshots all the time from people. Like they, whenever it comes up, it, it's it, it warms my heart that people still listen to my stuff because it's it's sweet.
1: And I thought Matt was joking about that because I had no idea Tyler, you were. Uh, uh, well, well, if you if if you describe your music in a few words, what would it be? It's
2: I I was selling it as Ed Sheeran meets Fallout Boy. Which is vaguely accurate, but not selling point. Um, But yeah, it's I mean it's very uh, it's um, it's all pop kind of stuff that doesn't make money these days. (laughs) (laughs) It's you know it's it's guitar driven. um,
0: It's a love letter to Marissa Tomei.
2: It's a love letter to Marissa Tomei. Um, I'll probably kinda of pimp that song out when Spider Man comes out.
0: It's my favorite.
2: It's 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 a good track. If you're if you're not familiar for those listening, um I, I've got a song, you can listen to it right now on Apple Music Spotify called Marry Me Marissa Tomei. And uh, <laughs> it's young it's young me singing about the the cougar that is Marissa Tomei. <laughs>
1: And people can just search your name, Tyler, and they can they can yeah, find I'm, it.
2: Yeah, Tyler Tyler Scruggs. Yeah, that's me. I I have really held true to that. Like I I've considered going under a pseudonym or something, but like all of my accounts are like I'm at Tyler Scruggs everywhere. Yeah,
0: don't
1: okay. do that. You're you're Tyler yeah, Scruggs. You're the Scruggernaut.
2: Come on. I'm just I'm the, the Scruggernaut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, I think this is the most successful get to know you segments yeah, we've I ever had. So. Yeah,
0: I've had a good time. Oh, man, good. I'm honored. Thank yeah. you. Yeah,
1: I've definitely gotten to know uh, Tyler, Matt. He has been yeah, gotten really- to known. Awesome. So <laughs> uh, before we move on, let's take, a, let's take a break, okay? It's a nice time for a break. Uh, take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk what we're here to talk about, movies. So enjoy this break, folks.
0: Nice. The world is dark and cool, but I-
2: her black hair and There's one wish I had before I die And that's for you, Marissa to be my wife Marry me, Marissa me
1: And we're back. Hope everybody had a Bye. great... I hope everybody had a great break. I hope you did, Matt. It was uh, informative. <laughs> okay. <Very laughs> entertaining. I learned a lot about myself. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> speaking of yourself, I'm sure you I learned... Also learned... I also learned how quick I can mix a drink. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Matt? Another vodka tonic. <laughs> and a beer. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, I am drinking a water. Nice big glass of water. Same. Aww. Yeah, Tyler's like drinking... i drinking with you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure you two have, like, nice drinking stories. Let, let, let's get into it. Let's get into all the crazy backstories uh, between you two. All right. You well, start fun, off. Well,
0: fun, fun, fun fact, we've never met in real life. What? You, no, you yeah. never have? We're, we're internet friends, oh. yeah.
1: Yeah, we're internet friends for, like, ten years, yeah. Wow. So, it's like you and me Matt. We've never met, although we... We will. Oh, I guess, eventually.
0: It's going to happen.
1: That uh, sounds like a threat. All right.
0: Episode episode 100 of
1: Heycast. Yeah. <laughs> You
0: you yeah. need a, you youth, need you you think I'm
1: joking? You need to make that happen though. I mean, you're we're, we're on sixty nine, nice, and you have like seven, you have thirty one <laughs> episodes, thirty one weeks, Matt, to pull that off. Forty one. No, oh sorry, forty one. I'm sorry, my math. Thirty one. No, uh, 31. I said, yeah, it is thirty one. How, how dare you? Okay. How do you correct me and think I'm? That that that's that's how nice of a guy I am, Matt. I give you the benefit of the doubt, and I think you're right, but no, nice. it's thirty one. So thirty-one weeks, Matt. Get it together for episode one hundred. Uh, See what I can do. All right,
0: so I'll, I'll try to make it happen.
1: But yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize you two had never met before. So uh, you well, you two should meet. You've known each other for ten years, so why not? Yeah, just, we're both uh, on We're both on the East Coast now. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It's it's more likely now.
1: Yeah, yeah way um, more likely. There you go. So yeah, uh,
0: we've almost we've almost crossed paths because I mean Tyler has been in New York from time to time.
2: Yeah, I I, yeah I, I I don't know if this is, like, something that everyone does, but, like, I usually hunt, I guess, for lack of a better term, like, hunt down friends that are in the area that I am going to be, even if they're internet friends or oh, yeah, something. And I, uh, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to be here. If you could swing it, then cool. And that's how I end up meeting a lot of, like, internet friends, like, and people that I've known for years but never, like hung out with in person, yeah. and it's it's been nice. There, I remember reading, like, this article about this guy who uh, made an effort to have coffee with every single one of his, like, 1,100
0: Facebook
1: friends. Oh, Jesus. That sounds... He, like... Because he, he like, you know yeah, what?
0: He, I don't think I'd want to meet some of my Facebook friends. That's I,
1: why I have them on mute. I deleted Facebook. That's how much I don't like Facebook.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the people on there. But uh, was uh, was that guy's plan uh, successful, Tyler? Did he manage to have coffee with every I, I, single one was, of
2: them? He was in the middle of it when I read the Vice article five years ago. Um, but you're going to say I, he was, was in
0: the middle of it when he got stabbed. Wait, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the murder started. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he was successful. I don't even know how to search for a follow up on that. But I like I've always like thought about that like well like what if i tried to do something like that because my like my friends are kind of you know worldwide as i imagine a lot of yours are
1: um, but, hip-hop airhorns worldwide yeah <laughs> yes uh, i mean uh, how about matt you and i at least try to, to meet up with like our talk from society writers first before anybody else about that'd be that. cool yeah because at least it was like a nice, manageable amount. There's like twenty four of them, you know, give or take. Is that many? Yeah. Well, when really? I'm on, yeah, you know, when I'm on Slack, that's how many are in the the Slack. Not at wow. one, not at one time, but you know, they're on the say. list. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's a good place to start. And then uh, I have like a a good like three hundred people on Twitter who I would consider quote unquote friends. So yeah, you know you talk to them on a regular basis. You have common interests. You're some, friends. Some, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and of course Facebook uh, is dead to me. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't have like 1,100 people. Luckily, I, I have to. I don't
0: know how many I have on there. Uh,
1: how many? How many Facebook friends do you have? I'm about to check. I don't know. I don't even Ooh, know how to check. Is... <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Hey, uh, uh, give me the answer in a bit because I'm going to transition into this. Speaking of friends, 999 ooh, who's going to be your 1,000th? Really? Who's going to be your 1,000th? I, I don't
0: know, but I've been holding off on accepting new friend requests because everyone in Pixels is like, I want to be your friend, and I'm like, I don't want to be your friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, people Pixels? Matt does no not want to be your friend.
0: No offense, folks, but uh, time is money. Speaking time is limited. Of, and time of,
1: is luck. <laughs> I'm trying to transition. Speaking of friends, going to the Galaxy volume 2. The best friends ever. Uh, Matt... There's, why don't you start, since I talked for like a full 90 minutes about the movie in the last Writer's Room episode, uh, which you can check out, you know, skip ahead to, or skip behind to two episodes back and you'll you'll be able to yeah, hear it.
0: There's a there was also a very special guest on that episode. I and wonder a, who that was. Very special guest. Uh, it
1: was Matt Curion. Ah. Like you know, uh. I mean, for people listening now, I mean, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they would have either listened to it or they're a fan of this show and, you know. Hey, if you're a fan of this show, go back and listen to that episode it It's a good episode, and Matt shows up for five minutes at the end but Matt you yeah, briefly so you
0: fast forward to five minutes the
1: end. <laughs> You briefly talked about it on there uh you know, but let's, let's dive more into it now and tyler i mean I, I'm sure you've seen it by now, right
2: oh of course, yes,
1: yes, and we'll we'll get to you in a bit, but first, Matt. <laughs> Take the floor. <laughs> I want Matt to take the floor first. You you drive this conversation. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, go.
0: Okay. Um. I really enjoyed the first one. It's it's one of the more interesting and well put together uh, Marvel films, and I feel like this one on now that I'm thinking about it, I might like it even more. I I really love the family dynamic. Uh, I think you said it, Marcelo, but it's a better family film than the Fast and the Furious series. It's uh, it really hits that family dynamic really well. Um, who knew that Dave Bautista would be the best part of the MCU? I mean, this guy, he's got the chops and he has like a great career going for him playing this character Drax. And I just yeah, I just loved everything about this thing. it's uh, The action was terrific. I mean, that opening scene uh, where the action just follows Baby Groot and kind of like has the, all the action happening in the background, I thought that was terrific. I, I loved all the other set pieces. I loved how the bad guys in this, I guess they were kind of like the ancillary bad guys. Uh, when they were fighting in their ships, it was kind of like they were in a giant arcade, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I love Kurt Russell in this. I thought he he was great. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun and I, I love what they did in the opening scenes, uh, because, uh, Kurt Russell's always had one of the best smiles and, uh, they kind of use that to great effect, uh, in this, in this picture. Uh, I forget her name, but the woman who plays Mantis is everything. She is just so pure, uh, in this movie. And I like the little thing she has going with Drax, uh, that's a lot of, that's a lot, that's really, really sweet. And yet again, hey, Bradley Cooper, knocking it out of the park as a talking trash panda. A lot of fun. Loved him.
1: Uh, Palm Clement, Clemente, She played Mantis. Um, let me try to pronounce her name, because I know you're bad at pronunciation. Well, good luck with that, Matt.
2: And yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of Palm Like yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it right Pam
1: now. Pl- Palm Clemente. Palm yeah, see, you couldn't do any better. There you go. Uh but yeah, I share a lot of Matt's same sentiments about the movie. Uh I'm definitely going to watch it again. Uh um, Oh, and Stallone. Awesome. Yeah, Stallone for the like maybe three scenes he's in it. He's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Especially yeah. the scene, the first scene he's in it with uh, Michael Rooker. Um like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: how did I not mention Michael Rooker?
1: <laughs> the best part of the movie in my opinion is Rooker. Uh
0: yeah, he's one of them, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love this movie a lot. I uh, can't wait to see it again. Tyler, what about you? What did you think of the 15th movie in the MCU?
2: That's crazy to think about, 15 films. Um, I adored it. I, I really loved the first film. Um, I don't think that could be understated. I saw it seven times in theaters. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and I think another... There, there was a time when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy on a literal loop, huh. where it, I, yeah, no, no kidding. I had it on a, uh, on a jump drive uh, on, <laughs> and plugged into my uh, Xbox 360 or something or on my PlayStation. I can't remember it. Um, it. It was just the file, so like it was very easy to just kind of like just click it. play, just loop it, um, and so it was. And so, I mean, it's, I've had, I had to have seen that film upwards of 25, 30 times, which is, it's gotta be up there with like how many times people involved with the production, like saw I've, the seen film. It, yeah. I've seen it. Um, and so I, I admire the first film on a very technical level, uh, like on a screenwriting technical level. I, one of my, probably my favorite thing about it is just how clean the motivations are for yeah. every single character.
0: Everything's really um, well defined.
2: Everything's really well defined, and the catalyst of that uh, is when they all meet for the first time in that town square.
0: Yeah,
2: um, and that we have that first big, you know, uh, fight sequence between all of them. And everyone wants everyone else for different reasons, but you are never confused by the film or confused like or is like oh why did they do that or why did they why does she feel that way like it's it's I think that's more challenging than folks may give credit to like that kind of clarity in a blockbuster science fiction action film Um, and so going into this film, the first 20 minutes, I was, is different, you know, than the first film. Um, and it is not as clean cut as that one, mostly because it, you know, it jumps off from, you know, where the original left off. And so I was almost, I was kind of concerned, like initially, um, especially I like that opening scene with, uh. With young Kurt Russell um, and uh, Peter Quill's mom, like kind of yeah. driving around and singing, uh, I, I need to see that scene again because it it isolated and without much understanding of the re- without understanding the rest of the film, like it makes next to no sense.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like
2: it, it's kind of like they're just driving around; they're not really introduced. They pull into a Dairy Queen and like go
1: into
2: <laughs> go into a forest and we see like this strange plant and that's the end of the scene.
0: Yeah, he plants and, like an Audrey too and then the, he, the scene Yeah, ends. and
2: so and, and then the scene ends. And so it's like, like we don't get to know Peter Quill's mom like much more at all, um, or even, you know, what we only understand as young Kurt Russell at the time. Um, really, the the only real established character in that scene is Dairy Queen. Um, so, <laughs> and so, and, but like that's but like that's what stuck out to me. And it, like it really stuck stuck out. I was like a sore thumb. I was like, okay, like that's that's disorienting. You know, coming from you know this film that I've seen you know thirty plus times. Like I was bound to bring some set of expectations to it. Yeah. Um, but you know it definitely won me over um probably from once they took off in ego's ship on it like i was floored and cackling laughing and uh i just i just had a a phenomenal time like watching that film and it's been it's been a while since i've like gone to the theater and had like a phenomenal like like a, a high like that it's been some time for me um I, can we get into spoilers like what like what what's our what's the policy on that?
1: let's do uh, one of these uh yeah, okay people listening if he, if you haven't watched guardians two yet uh skip ahead like maybe like four minutes five minutes That's fine there you uh, go yeah all right, so let, yeah let's let's talk spoiler for about five minutes okay Tyler okay again listeners you've had your warning. well ri- hey, g- yeah. g- go ahead Tyler go ahead
2: no yeah yeah like it's not, and it's not even like that big of a spoil but like the thing that caught me so off guard and made me laugh so hard and i was the only person in the theater to laugh and laugh hard like to the point where like i got kind of nudged by my boyfriend and was like uh like stop laughing kind of you're embarrassing me please was this was the zoom kicker at the end that yes that was I like it's weird for me to like rave about such a small part of the film, but that, like I was I I was floored because it was just so perfect and so well executed that like I I I was like wow, and I mean I actually I actually missed the second post credit scene or like half of it because immediately after the film ended, I went on eBay and bought a Zoom.
0: Nice. <laughs> hey,
2: the movie worked the movie, the movie worked one. Secondly, it took me a couple hours before I realized that I actually already own a Zune at my
0: parents.
2: (laughs) And, um, but I mean, like, I'm not like, I'm not bummed about it. Uh, mostly because like Zune actually, I I don't know if you know this, but Zune is the number one most searched term on eBay for like, since the film came out.
1: Of
0: course
2: it is. of, Of course it is. Um, and that's, it's brilliant. Um, because and it's also incredible how like now retroactively looking at the zune, like everyone hated that like poop green and yeah. brown design, but like that fits the guardian's aesthetic so Very
1: well. well. <laughs> like
2: it lo- it looks like a fixture in the universe, and so it's, it it's I'm fascinated. So I'm I'm hoping that like it appreciates in value because I, I, I got it for a pretty good price but like that's I, I've spent a lot of money on this film I'm realizing hey, I bought you
0: bought the, you bought those that that soundtrack chips
2: I bought I bought the Doritos oh you the bought the Doritos? Doritos oh my <laughs> does it work I, I haven't it has uh, arrives Monday so oh my god maybe, maybe I'll do an unboxing or something <laughs> do it I've never done an unboxing video but I also have never paid $30 for a bag of Doritos
1: Holy crap!
2: Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. wow. It, it. I and I've looked I've seen pictures. I don't know if you've seen pictures, but like it. It's it, It's a little more commemorative than just like a bag off. You know, like target. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it. It's, it comes in like a cardboard box and like has like it. Does it, it have look,
0: actual chips in it, or is it just? It has actual chips in it. And, like,
2: (laughs) to my understanding, there's an MP3 player, like, embedded and glued to, like, the side of the bag. And then outside outside the bag is a headphone jack. And it includes headphones. It includes, like, a pair of, like, 80s Walkman headphones. What? (laughs)
1: So,
2: so it's actually, actually, I've just made the decision. Expect an unboxing video from me. Um, Nice. That's, that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I kind of get sunken into, like, I, I bought, like, a, I, I get so... I'm such a capitalist scum piece <laughs> of trash. Because I, like, I bought, I bought, like, a little group, like, baseball cap. Nice. Uh, I have... Uh, oh, I actually, this isn't, you know, millennial or capitalist trash, but um, I have a friend who worked in the art department on the film, and oh, wow. he, he surprised me with uh, a couple pieces of concept art, and so oh, that's I have, cool. I yeah, I own a couple uh, a couple pieces where it's like um, it's uh, it's the ship towards the end. It's like the it's the Ravenger ship, but like the when it detaches from the rest of the main.
0: Part. Okay, cool, cool.
2: Um, so like Sean Gunn, you know, is like there's a little drawing of Sean Gunn with like. <laughs> you know, it's 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 cool um but i yeah like i mean i went through the the whole set cuz he's got like a whole set of the concept art from like beginning to end as well as uh a copy of the storyboards and so before, like months before the film came out like i like he showed me them and i flipped through the storyboards with like only like a offhanded explanation of yeah of what it is. And this is a very difficult friend to be around, um, mostly because he's, he's working on infinity war right now. And like, I'll catch up oh. with him on his day and he will just drop a spoiler. Like, uh. like, like, cause, cause he's just talking about his day, you know, working yeah, like oh, this is what
0: happened at work today.
2: This is what happened at work today. And so like, um, like this is safe to talk about. Cause it, uh the, the, the trailer for thor came out but like he rec- like he saw uh chris hemsworth on set once and uh like talked about his short hair and like how and like got into greater detail about the role that his new haircut and uh, other things that happened to him in the film, and it's like it's like it's like well, like you're kind of ruining like the next like three years of Marvel films for me right now. But it's um, you know it's it's fun because it's because it, like even the baby group or the teenage group, um, yeah. like cre- post credit scene, like he's got like a piece of concept art for that, and that like you can explain that, but it was still you yeah. know gut busting huh. hilarious to see it in person. So, you know, it's it's like one of those things. But also, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2, I love it. I'm going to see it like probably three more times. <laughs> I'll see it at uh,
0: least once. Oh, what is it, Matt? Real quick, uh if listeners are, you know, if you haven't if we've gone over those 4 minutes, but uh, hey, if you haven't seen Guardians uh shut your ears off for a few seconds. Yes, can we talk it, about how Go ahead. Yeah, can we talk can we talk about how great Kurt Russell is at turning on a dime from being happy-go-lucky good guy to most evil son of a bitch in the galaxy that that
2: was surprising to me like not not the not the twist but the 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 way they went about it was surprising to me
0: how malicious he
2: is yeah it was kind of like a it was like oh but like he kind of retained his surfer bro like attitude like Mm -hmm. oh man like Why, like, why are you going to ruin this for me? Like, I'm going to have to kill you. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's, it was, uh, it, it was strange, but it was really like his performance was incredible. And it's, he has, like, he's definitely, and, uh, Ronan, the destroyer was similar in that, like the villains in these two films, like, are so superior to the rest of Marvel's like
1: oh, database
2: yeah. of villains because it's, and that's kind of an affliction that all the Marvel movies have, um, for one reason or another. But like, these two villains have, and uh, the Golden People, like, I can't recall their people's name, the <laughs> but the Golden People, I, I, the Golden People, Aisha, um, yeah, like, the, like. Yeah, they are super cool as well, and I I look forward to their eventual return.
1: Yeah, in part three. Yeah, yeah. So we're all on board. It's a pretty good movie.
0: I yeah, think. pretty pretty good. Two movies in this uh, little series here, The Guardians. Indeed. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who, knew? <laughs> Who knew that the movie with the talking raccoon and the and the tree man
1: would would be so terrific? <laughs> it's James Gunn. I, I think I was always going to be on board. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Speaking of space, The Fifth Element. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw this again for its 20th anniversary. I wrote something up on the website, talkfilmsociety.com. Really
0: fun article, by the way. I read it during uh, my break this morning. It wasn't that good. I... <laughs> oh, come on. I read that, and I read the um, the back and forth you did with Rock, and I really, really had one... a good break this morning.
1: That one was better. Uh, go back, folks. If you want to go back and, and read our stuff, read that uh, Heat article by me and Rocky. That one's really good. But the Fifth Element one, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I had spent more time on it. Um, the main thing I wanted to get across, because I, I rewatched this with with a friend like a few nights ago, uh, like I had just watched a few other movies. Uh, that night, uh, the raid, Hardcore Henry, and then we saw The Fifth Element, and night. <laughs> I know is quite a triple feature, but it's yeah, it's twenty years old. It still holds wow. up for the most part The action scenes are, um, are still amazing. Bassan knows, how, yeah, Luke Bassan knows how to shoot action. Um, I'm pretty good at that. But man, and this is like the, the main thing I want to get across in that in that article. Um, it's super French. It's super quirky. It's very French. Um, I should have written more about how French and quirky this movie is, because man, like from the from the start, really, it's just it has this like oddball uh, like uh, tone to it. But mm-hmm. hey, it still works. It's like a great sci-fi epic uh, with like some uh, nice. I think like I think nods to like action like uh, American action movies like Die Hard, especially when you have Bruce yeah. Willis in the in the lead. I mean, and Ga- come on, and, yeah. And Gary Oldman as the bad guy. It's, he Gary Oldman is one of the best villains like on screen ever. Like if you like bring in if you bring together all his roles, his villainous roles, he's he's in the bad guy hall of fame.
0: And I love that gun he has in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Where it's like freeze gun and flamethrower and tracer bullets and rocket launcher.
1: It's so cool. Yeah. And Mila Jovovich, like she's she's damn good in this. Uh so pass it, <laughs> it, it still holds up, but man, if you are not on board with its zaniness, especially when the movie—it's uh, going to
0: lose you like five minutes in.
1: It'll, it'll either lose you there, or it'll it'll lose you when uh, Chris Tucker comes aboard, <laughs> and, uh, buzz, and buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> uh Ruby Rod. Yeah, when when he when when he shows up on screen, it just becomes his movie. Um,
0: Fun fact: People don't like it when you buzz them off in real life because I, <laughs> I, I do that on a
1: regular basis, and I always get dirty looks. That that like like, like swatting thing that uh, Chris like Tucker when the does.
0: person tries to talk to me, he's just like buzz like, to <laughs> get them away. Like yeah, I do that in real life.
1: <laughs> but I'm glad I revisited it. Um, I I saw okay, Matt. You you'll know this. I hope yes. Um, but uh, you know there's at least, like, three Blu-rays out there of this, right? Yeah. It, yeah it, it's kind of crazy. Like, they have the...
0: The, the original Blu-ray is uh, garbage. Yeah. That's a bad transfer.
1: Yeah, I, I did not get that one. I got the second one, which was, like, the the remaster, right? Okay. And then the third one is the 4K Master, which... That's the one I have. Yeah, I don't have that one. But even, like, the the, the second one I got, the... Like the remastered one, it it's still it looks pretty, it very looks, good. Yeah, it looks yes. very good. It sounds like incredible. I made mention of of that in the in the article. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's always been like a demo like disc like for years. Like that scene that the car chase scene. That uh,
0: scene is a demo is demo material.
1: The opera scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So it's it's like those moments they still hold up. Um make like sure it 's because we 're american Matt. um that's... here's
0: here 's a question I have about the fifth element for you sure. what is your favorite future bit from it like something that that 's like normal everyday life for these people who live in the future what 's your favorite element, <laughs> element
1: <of that>. uh, <laughs> I tried um, not
0: using that word oh gosh uh
1: I forget what scene it was but um and this is the fifth element. <laughs> Uh, it, it, isn't there a scene where like somebody gets out like a cube and then puts it into like a, a thing and a laser shoots in it and it comes out as like as like alcohol?
0: That's Alien Resurrection. Oh, <laughs> also a also another incredibly French sci-fi movie.
1: It's funny, man. I'm, we're not going to talk about Alien Resurrection real quick until next week. <laughs> It's funny because I, I was just about to say I hope I'm not confusing the fifth element with something else, but <laughs> I saw were. oh I, I but that, that that laser cube bourbon is amazing. Uh, but I, I apologize, and you're right, Matt. Another super French. It's uh, so French. Is it? Is it from the same year? Ninety-seven. Yes. It's, yes. Okay. So okay. Uh, this one was Luc Besson. That one is Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Yeah. But anyway, um, yes, Oof. we'll talk he's a, about. He's a, he's a guy. We'll talk about. Alien stuff next week, but no, (laughs) my my apologies. So uh, uh, I'll shift to Fifth Element. Uh, No, the uh, the 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 microwave bit when Mila Jovovich puts in like two little you know little things in a bowl and microwaves it for like a second and like a turkey comes out. So that's pretty cool. Yes,
0: (laughs) mine is the uh, comically large filters on the cigarettes. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even when I was a kid, I was like, that's ridiculous. My I remember watching this movie with my dad, and he's like. No one would ever go for that. That's just
1: stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, hey, folks. I mean, if the Fifth Element, uh, to its testament, it's a lot of. I mean, it's it's maintained its um, its stance, its (laughs) awareness. Its stance is like a it's like a solid action movie that a lot of people, I'm sure, have already seen. You know, they they stumbled across it. Yeah, it. You could say that it's an action classic for sure. Oh, most definitely, definitely. action sci-fi. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler, I want to hear your thoughts on the Fifth Element. I'm sure you've seen it, right? Mm, no, you have not seen it. <laughs> no,
2: I have, not, I have not seen the Fifth Element.
1: Oh I, I no! See it. Well, I take it all back then. I,
2: I, no, it's I. Uh, it's 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 just one of those films. Um, I I I recognize it when it's on, but, but like it's always kind of on, and like I I there hasn't been an evening where I pop in the blu-ray and say okay tonight's the night i'm gonna watch the fifth element because like i'll I'll see it in like bars and stuff and okay yeah like and it's on the sci-fi channel often and like i see it around but like i've never i i don't own it and so like i like haven't given it its proper like due but like if there was a if there was a screening like in town i would go to it like immediately but maybe and maybe there will isn't there going to be a fifth element
1: screening? Yes, yeah, good. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, Tyler. So, yeah, uh, I yeah think next I- week uh, I can pull the dates for because like I think when this episode comes out, it'll be the week of because they're doing it I think two weeks um, in a row. But yes, for commemorating the uh, 20th anniversary and also I mean Basant has uh, Valerian. What what's the full title of uh, Valerian? The planet-
0: the, the city of a thousand planets.
1: Yeah, there you go, Valerian and the city of a <laughs> thousand planets. <laughs> that movie so, looks awesome. I, I'm on board. I'm on board for sure. Uh, May yeah. 14th and May 17th. So yeah, well, okay, maybe by the time maybe if you're listening to this, the morning of like May 17th, maybe we'll you buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. Uh, May 14th, it's, it's already passed for us. Um, but yeah. Um, there you go, see the fifth element in theaters. Uh, I might go see it because it, uh, seeing it in, a theater, I've it in a theater i 've never seen in a theater i i 'm surprised by that i have you 're lucky you 're lucky
0: well opening weekend
1: i i 'm actually surprised I'm I am ha- old <laughs> no like, I saw like the special edition Star Wars movies in theaters, and like this and that was like uh, that that 20th anniversary came and went in january so i 'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I didn't go see this in theater because I was in a theater mode by that point in my youth. Uh, it's good anyway, here
0: for French sci-fi,
1: <laughs> and I apologize to The Fifth Element because I just I I, I kind of saw uh, the, uh, the Fifth hey, Element. That,
0: that, hey, that that booze cube is pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> I saw The Fifth Element one night, and then I woke up and saw uh, Alien Resurrection. Part of it, um, so you saw
0: Dan Hedaya getting some <laughs> bourbon out of a cube.
1: So it was. It's it's an honest mistake to make. And again, we'll talk alien resurrection next week. Ugh. Okay. Um, I can't wait. Again, the, the, whoever programmed today's show uh, is a genius because we're going from sci fi to sci fi to sci fi. Uh, Blade know, but... Blade Runner.
0: Yeah, I uh, revisited this last night. Um, that new trailer for Blade Runner twenty forty nine really put me in the mood to uh, to watch this thing. Uh, I went with the final cut as as is my want and yeah, it's still one of my favorite films of all time I find very few flaws if any, in this movie and uh, yeah it's all sorts of wonderful
1: uh, How many times have you seen Blade Runner, Matt? Uh, at least 30 times <laughs> At least I've At, least, s- I've at seen, the least I've seen it about a handful of times and I'm I'm eager to see it again um, one of my favorite movie-going experiences is driving from San Antonio to Austin to the Austin Paramount Theater. This is back when I was living in San Antonio. Okay. Uh, back when the final cut came out. See, I missed that in theaters. Yeah, I drove about an hour to see it in a theater, and I had never seen Blade Runner before. And oh wow! I figured, you know, this is the best way to see it—the final cut. At the Paramount Theater, which is a, a an amazing theater to go to in Austin, and yeah, it blew me away seeing the opening on the big screen, like the eye and the you know it's the, gorgeous the 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 uh, what do you call those things? The floating cars. They have a, they have a yeah. name, right? They're uh, just flying just cars. Just flying cars. Um, <laughs> that. You know, because of the future. <laughs>
0: They have five <laughs> cars in the future. There, Marcelo. what?
1: Okay, uh, is it supposed to take place in two thousand twenty in two thousand nineteen? Right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, hey, um, two years,
0: Honda and Ford get on that. <laughs> uh, you gotta gotta make my dream come true. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait to see it again.
0: Uh, I I've discussed. Yeah, I think this. I think this year I'm actually going to make it a, a thing. Before the new one comes out, I'm going to watch each version of Blade Runner because I've only seen three of the versions. And I would like to see the two. That oh, I've-
1: so okay. Let's for for those who don't know. Okay, you have the final cut. That's the most recent yes. cut, right? So I've seen it numerous times. You also have the the director's cut, right? Which I first saw when I was a kid on uh, VHS. I rented the- that. Then you have the international cut. I have not seen that one. Uh, then you have the theatrical cut. Uh, that yes, that's another one that I rented when I was a kid. And then you have the work print cut.
0: Yes, I need to see the work print.
1: Yeah. Um there I, I I uh when I bought that Blu-ray, the um the, the, the massive Blu-ray that has all these cuts. Yes. I remember reading through like the differences. Like the, the, the uh European international cut, like I think they just add more violence that you see yeah. that you see in like the final cut There's a lot of crossover, obviously, but um I'll stick with like the, the theatrical and final cuts. And I, yeah, I haven't I haven't really all you need. Yeah, I haven't seen the work print. Like how different is that? I have, no, I have idea. no idea. Yeah, but I've, I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, but uh, uh, I'm sure you'll discuss it on the show when you ever do. Yeah. When you it'll do that, it'll also
0: be nice to revisit Dangerous Days, the making of Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because rumor has it, for 2049, they're using concepts and like storyline threads from the original story of Blade Runner uh, in the new one as part of the sequel. That sounds exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, listeners have probably seen the trailer numerous times, but uh, Dave Batista shows up, Ooh. and if anyone knows the story about the original opening to Blade Runner, Deckard was supposed to come across a farm outside of Los Angeles, where a uh, it was a replicant farmer that he was investigating, and uh, rumor has it that Batista's playing that, that farmer. Ooh.
2: Interesting. Yeah, Interesting.
0: it's really cool, and uh, I'm so glad that
1: Batista's around. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just talked about him. Uh, for Guardians, he, I, he, I I think we can all agree. No, I don't know.
0: No, we can I, all I, agree that I want Drax's laugh as my ringtone. Yes, we can agree on that.
1: I <laughs> I think he's the best actor, a uh, wrestler turned actor. Sorry, Rock. I think Batista's just a, really? a, uh, a better. I think he's a better actor I, than the Rock. I
2: I'm gonna let him kind of. Keep working a little yeah. more if I get that title.
1: It it may um, be too early to say it, but I mean the, the what he does in Guardians Two, I was immensely impressed that this guy well, who started are the, as, who as, are as the a wrestler. Great,
0: uh, who are the great Who are the great wrestlers turned actors? I mean, uh,
1: Hulk Hogan. You,
0: <laughs> no, uh, you have uh, the Rock. You have Batista. Now you had uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah,
1: but I mean, okay. I, as much if as
0: there are very few and far between where they can. Take what works in you know, sports entertainment, and uh, keep going. Um, John
2: C- John Cena kind of got I was, a good thing going.
0: I was going to say, keep an eye out on John Cena over the next few years. He's going to blossom into a great comedic actor because I loved him in Trainwreck. I loved him in Sisters. Uh, he's got a good thing going with that comedy. Was yep. he?
2: What did he do recently? I'm trying to think. What am I? I can't be thinking just of Sisters.
1: I, I think I that's the, like that's I, a, I think that's the last last I saw in Men and Sisters. Yeah, I'm sure he did like a uh, straight to DVD uh, action, action movie. Action movie, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah, of you course. Know? Why wouldn't um, he? But but <laughs> hey, hey, going back to Blade Runner, we were talking about wrestlers. Blade Runner, um, Tyler. What hey, what are your thoughts on Blade Runner? I know some people on the internet like to say this is a boring movie, which I I don't oh, no. I don't <laughs> I don't understand, but I fully respect. Their opinion, but Tyler, wh- what do you think of uh, Blade Runner?
2: I I adore it. I it's it's the right kind of it's the right kind of slow for me. Um, I I love the atmosphere. I love you know just just the score. I own the score. You know, in so and have, of itself, and I have the I, uh,
0: three yeah. disc uh, thing they put out a few years ago.
2: Oh wow. It's yeah, really I...
0: cool. It's got the original soundtrack by Vangelis. It has a second track of um uh second CD of tracks that weren't used like on the original soundtrack but they're in the movie. But then it has a brand new Vangelis album where he takes themes from Blade Runner and makes all new songs with them. Huh. It's out I of this world. Heard that. Uh
2: if you I have, just come- have like a vinyl like I guess it's just the final oh, okay. standard.
0: If you have Apple Music, look up uh, Blade Runner Anniversary and just go to the third set of songs and your head will explode. It's the, some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard.
1: Done. That's right. I'm, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, Vangelis is awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, let me ask you, Tyler. This is something uh, I just found interesting. Um, I It... it have you only how many cuts of the movie have you seen? Have you just seen the final cut?
2: I've I've seen uh, I I I believe I've seen every cut once. Yeah. Um I you, I own I own the the like five disc set. Okay, yeah. Um I I haven't revisited it in some time. Um like I like I watched them all once when I got the set and then like watched the special features and then since then I think I just watched like the final cut because that's what's what's streaming or like what's you know yeah. on um, but I, I don't have many strong opinions on the different cuts I know a lot of people are anti like the narration and making it like uh, more on the nose noir film um but i that'll be me <laughs> yeah i i i just i don't i like i it doesn't it doesn't bother me either way um but i i'm always interested to see directors cuts and see different cuts of films and i wish that I had the mental stamina to like make my own cuts of films because I would do that all the time i've always had this dream of like spending a Saturday, and this is a very weird dream of like taking all of the different cuts of Anchorman Two and cutting together like a definitive yeah. version. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Anchorman Two, but like there are like there there are like three or four versions of the film. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I've seen on, I've seen two the of plane. them. Yeah, I've seen two of them in theaters because they re released. One of the oh, versions, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've seen two of them at least, but I, yeah, there's a third one on the Blu-ray I have not seen. Um, and and, yeah, it, and Tyler, it, I mean, it, it's not weird because you're, I mean, your your fantasy there. That's Steven Soderbergh's weekends, like that. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he takes their Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, paints it in black and white, and just adds like a um, Social Network uh, score over it. So yeah, that's um, yeah. that. That's the dream to have a lot of. Uh, I guess the will and the drive, I kind of have that too, where I want to maybe make a cut of, like, there's something I was thinking of. Um, if I remember it, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, but I, I always think, like, maybe I can cut this movie, like, a bit shorter or just make it, like, a, my own version of it. But, yeah, it's, uh, I wish I had more time.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I uh, there's this uh, vlogger that I follow, uh, the nerd writer, who, like, makes, like, video essays, I've been following him for, like, years, but he just did a video about Passengers and about how he, how if you just recut that film, it becomes something better and different. And then, like, basically, if you start the film from when Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, oh. as opposed,
0: uh, like... Last last week's guest uh, was mentioning that. Yeah. Oh,
2: that, wow. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and so like things like things like that fascinate the heck out of me. And I actually I didn't mind passengers very much, um, but I also didn't have much strong opinions on it. Um, but yeah, it, I blade as far as Blade Runner goes, I I think it's brilliant. I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine has a lot to lose, almost more to lose than it justifies its existence maybe like just i i think it has a, the ability to retroactively hurt blade runner and so i'm i'm kind of for me and so like i'm kind of i'm really rooting for the film to work but i i'm very pessimistic about blade runner 2049
1: like um, i i'll
2: either be there opening day but oh, yeah. i'm like i'm just like I, all right. Okay, if you say so. Like,
1: <laughs> see, I I'm not that pessimistic. I'm 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 like right in the middle. So I on paper I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm on paper I'm excited for it. The cast is amazing, except for Jared Leto. Um, the, you mm-hmm. know the uh, the the composer, the cinematographer, the director. I'm on board on that. But you know, does do we need a Blade Runner sequel? I don't think so, and I don't. I'm not worried that it'll ruin the original, because we'll always have the original, and I can just always say, "Oh, if the sequel's bad, I'll just forget it exists." It's
0: just, if it, if it, if it's bad, it's just fan fiction. That's
1: yeah, all. yeah, just just not just not worry about it. I'm trying to think of a good example of that where a sequel came out to a classic, and it was not great, and we just had to forget it, its existence. I'm sure that's happened. Anger Man Two. I think you're right, um, but no, I, I think we'll be fine. Uh, 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 I, I hope it's amazing. If it's amazing, okay. then then I'll I'll be the first one to say I was wrong and I should have been more excited for it. But I'm exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm still you know pretty. I, I, again, I'll see opening day. I'm 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 as excited for it as I can be. I know, Matt, you're super on the po- on the positive side, though. Like you're yeah,
0: I'm. The, this director he's never let me down yet um, he, he
1: has once for me
0: uh, I've only seen a few of his films and I love what I've seen um, I love uh, Ryan Gosling uh, he's really good I love the composer uh, I love that Roger Deakins is just having a fucking field day with this thing he's like oh I get to play around in the future okay kids let's have fun and, oh yeah! Uh, his visual style in this movie is so on point. I actually showed the trailer to a friend of mine at work today, and, and his only response, like th- multiple times throughout the trailer, he goes, "This is fucking gorgeous. Oh my god, this is pretty." I'm like, yep, that's the Deke. Uh, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for. Th- yes, yeah, I call him the Deke. We're don't, on close do buddy that. terms. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I really I can't wait for this thing. It's uh, it's going to be a nice birthday present
1: for me. I can't Come, wait. Comes out on your birthday.
0: Comes out like the the week and a half before my birthday. So I'm considering them that they're giving it to me for my birthday. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> on my birthday this year, uh, it comes out. So oh, that's
0: terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a happy gift. That's no, a mean, that's a mean like here. I got you a gift, and you open it up. And it's a big piece of poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just horrifying.
1: Oh well. Um, but I
0: think it, I th- also think that it looks very good.
1: It does look good. Um, it's a joke. Uh, I never,
0: I never get good movies
2: on my birthday. My birthday's in January, <laughs> so it's like, it's oh, like no, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, this year you had um, what came out in January that it was a good January triple. That new Triple X, I, I love that movie. Uh,
2: yeah, that was that was, uh, that was like my birthday weekend. And also two years
1: ago, uh, two years ago, you got Black Hat. That's a good birthday <laughs> gift. That's the best yeah. birthday gift, damn. And, it. And also didn't Oh, what's up with that? Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh one more thing. Isn't uh didn't the uh, split come out in January? Or was that February? Uh January. I, don't know. January? I,
2: I might have been January.
1: Anyway, anyway, uh, my point was I, I split. Uh, the, the, the 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 early uh part of this year was pretty good. Anyway, Black Hats. Uh the directors cut. Have you seen it yet, Matt? Oh, I have not either. We'll um, get to it later. Uh, I I'll, I'll discuss my conundrum later. Don't worry. Oh, okay, fine. We'll we'll get to it because there's a portion of the show dedicated to a man film. So, Michael Mann film, not a oh yeah, man, not a men film. Uh, <laughs> why don't we move That's on? A we need to. We need to speed this episode up. We we always say we we're do. we're going to make these episodes shorter, but let's let's let's, let's keep this train rolling. Uh, the discovery, uh, Tyler. The Discovery. Yeah. Quick, tell uh, us about this one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the discovery uh, stars Rooney Mara and Jason Segel, and uh, it is about the discovery, and that discovery is uh, the scientific uh, scientists have proven uh, the existence of an afterlife, and um, yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of a hmm, film. Uh, Robert Redford's in it, and he. Uh, is like the lead scientist who makes this discovery Um, but the main issue is that uh, millions of people um, are committing suicide um, now to get to this afterlife and so uh, Robert Redford is um, now kind of uh, he he, like regrets making this discovery um, and is very fearful that he like he might be wrong or like something you know the afterlife may not be what they expect it to be. Um but it, it, it there's a romantic uh, centerpiece between Jason Siegel and Rooney Mara, which uh, is not a uh, very uh, not 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 a lot of chemistry between those two. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's an odd, it's, a, it's an odd pairing. Um but uh yeah it's uh directed by Charlie McDowell, who is um the son of Mary Steinbergen and Malcolm McDowell. Um and uh this is his second film. The last one he did uh I enjoyed a lot more, the one I love with uh Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth
0: Moss, yeah, Elizabeth Moss
2: um, yeah. That that was a cool film, and they're they're very similar in aesthetics. They're, it's it's obvious he he's into like um, romance films with heavy sci fi elements. And um, the discovery is not it's not a bad film. It's just um, it's it's just very it it's slow and kind of it didn't it didn't make uh, it. It made promises it couldn't keep ultimately, which I think, which I think it kind of necessitates that uh, you, or you come to expect that when you have something, a subject matter as heavy as like the afterlife and dealing with stuff like that. Cause then, then it kind of turns into like this inception type film where they, they try to like, while they're alive, link into the afterlife and, um. You know, yeah, it's a you know it's a mixed bag with you know those Netflix original films, you know the, the films that they kind of you know buy and then release. And uh, it's okay; they're not they, real
0: movies. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's, it's kind of
2: it, yeah. That's and that's exactly. It's like oh, that's it's oh, it's okay because they're not real movies, and that you can't really be mad at the film. As, you know, time to learn because it, it's like, it it's like well, of course this. Movie wasn't a very big deal in my life because it wasn't a very big deal in anyone's life. Um, you know, it didn't get a theatrical release. It didn't. It's not even like a video on demand. That's like just let's just put this movie out and see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll watch the next Charlie McDowell film and I'll watch the next Jason Segel film and the next Rooney Mara film. Like it's, you know, these whatever it's a whatever film. Uh, it worked when I was sick with the stomach flu. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's why I keep hearing about this movie, The Discovery. I mean, I'll I guess I'll see it eventually, maybe. But I, there are some Netflix movies out now that I like to see, like uh, Small Crimes uh, from the director yeah, of Cheap Thrills, really yeah. and also um, oh that one with the long title. Uh, I don't feel home in this world. Oh, yeah, that one.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in that one. And I, like, I'm always interested in all of them, but Netflix is just, they are just shitting out content. Like, my <laughs> God. Like, it, it, Slow it's, down, it, fella. It's exactly. I, I, apparently, the new season of, like, uh, Masters of None comes out Friday, but, yeah. like, the new season of Sensei came out last Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, and there was, like, a a new show a week prior to that. Like, so they have a new Netflix original show or season of a new show every, every week,
1: day. I think, yeah. That's, that, that's, I, that's I, their plan. I think
2: yeah. Dependently uh, every week, which is, you know, you know, 13 hours of content or whatever that is, I'm expected to consume.
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> they must, they I must, they
0: must expect a lot of subscribers to just be unemployed. <laughs> I, I
1: like,
0: oh, you, you have 13 hours here, here
1: do this. I remember them making the uh, the uh, a statement like maybe a year or two ago, saying a majority of the of the content on Netflix will be like original content, like a, a, an extraordinary amount, like maybe seventy percent or something. I don't care for that, <laughs> which is insane. But hey, if they can get me a new Martin Scorsese movie starring uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, uh yeah, then true. they can do whatever they want. The reason- oh, sorry. Yeah. So. It- if they can deliver point. that, then thank you.
2: I just want to see, like, the dice that they have in their boardrooms that have stars and directors' names on them that they kind yeah. of, like, shake up and then throw. It's like, okay, this is a science fiction romance film starring, okay, uh, Jason Siegel and Rooney Mara. All right, let's do it. <laughs> throw it out there. And, like, you know, like it, it, that's just kind of seems how they how they make their films it's it's bizarre but you know whatever
1: and 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 one another thing that caught my eye uh today speaking of like streaming and like uh, these these streaming services picking up movies amazon just picked up 40 SXSW movies from this past year they did 40 of them read that
2: insane and and uh,
1: be giving, except amazon will be
0: giving those theatrical releases yeah uh <laughs> let's that's hope what so amazon does
2: Oh yeah, and I was, I was yeah, I was going to mention this um, when we were talking about pro wrestlers. Uh, apparently tomorrow, um, John Cena has a film in a starring role. Uh, really, the Wall. The, the Wall. I've heard Wait, of this. I've heard okay, of the yes. Wall. Yeah. What,
0: what is the, the wall? wall? The Wall has been advertised as a promoted tweet on my Twitter feed. <laughs> the Wall
2: is a Iraq. A film that takes place either during the Iraq War or the War in Afghanistan, um, and it it's directed by Doug Lyman
1: Oh, um, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: And, it's, and is I think essentially a conversation between Aaron Taylor Johnson and John Cena.
0: Yes. This, uh, is, this movie has a three-person cast.
2: <laughs> it's like yes, yeah, it's, it's like a three-person cast, and like it's like a wall that separates Aaron Taylor Johnson and John Cena as they talk about the war, I, as far as I know. I, I have no idea. But Even it better, comes out.
0: it's only yeah. 80 minutes long. Where can I <laughs> see this? Is this out in theaters? all uh, on board with this. It
2: comes out in theaters uh, May 12th, uh, tomorrow, as of this recording.
1: Well, And by the time this comes out, it's already out in theaters gonna for be, listeners. It's going to be playing yeah. in uh, New York and Los Angeles first, and then I'm sure that it'll... Oh, okay, so eventually us, so, us normal folks will get it, yeah. I there's a, there's will kind of get it the showing tonight,
2: so I oh, no. I, I, I when I look, looked it up I was like okay oh, it's playing in Atlanta maybe I should peek at that huh. so maybe I'll maybe I'll write something up on it. And see <laughs>
0: bizarre, yeah, because I really bizarre, like Aaron Johnson. I really like John Cena.
1: Hmm. I like Doug Lyman mostly. Same. Like mostly. Too. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: lately, yeah, seeing, I like
1: him. Yeah, I'll uh, be seeing this movie. So yeah, the wall. There you go. Uh, Yeah, I'll definitely be seeing this. There you go. Um, So that was a nice discovery we had uh, about the existence of the wall. Uh, So, oh look, uh, yeah, it's opening here in in Austin. The wall. So, oh Oh, shit, I had no idea.
0: We are all very intrigued by by the (laughs) film. I'm very excited.
1: Uh, and it's getting uh, a. I mean, if 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 this means anything on Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting a sixty-three. So at least it's getting some positive word. So that's what Fandango that's tells well, me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, hey. Okay. I'll make this one really quick. So the New York Times you, has. You watch Dread, right? No, <laughs> close. So the uh, the New York Times uh, a few days ago asked this question on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, they said, shut up, Trump, they said that, uh, (laughs) they asked people, hey, what is your favorite action movie uh, since 2000, you know, in this new century? And my answer was The Raid uh, or Fury Fury Road. Okay, correct. Or Bad Boys 2. uh, Okay, yeah. One of those three. Um, I can make the case really seriously for The Raid or Fury Road. Um, so I, I rewatched the raid this past week, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. It might be the raid for me. I need to rewatch Fury Road, but uh, let's just say the raid is my answer. So I watched the raid. It, it is, it is an exceptional movie, uh, an action movie that still blows me away. It has like, like every kind of action, every kind of hand-to-hand, gunfight, knife action uh, you could want in a movie. You know, in its limited like hundred-minute run. Um, the premise is simple but compelling, and the characters like they're they're like kind of basic uh, you know uh, crime characters like a a a, a, yeah. a mob boss and a, a, a dirty cop and a good cop and but hey it all works and again the action sequences are spectacular the final like three way action sequence it still blows my mind like how well choreographed that is. So, yeah, The Raid, I'm glad I revisited it. Um, I should revisit The Raid 2. That's, a, that's another exceptional action movie. Uh, not as good as The Raid 1, I don't think. Um, although I, I may have been on record saying The Raid 2 is better than The Raid, but it's close. I think it's close. I still need to see that movie. The Raid 2? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, I know I do. Carve out, like, three hours and, 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 and you'll be fine, because that is a long movie. It's not, Okay, it's not three hours. It's, just, like, maybe two and a half. That's fine. But uh I was thinking about the Raid Two after seeing after rewatching Heat last week because I th- I need to rewatch the Raid Two because I think the Raid Two is kinda of like doing like um like a crime novel esque, you know, Heat uh, uh, wide scope of like these cooks and these crooks and, and uh, cops. So hmm. Um, uh, that's what I'll say about The Raid 2 it's definitely it's it's a different beast than The Raid 1 for sure The Raid 1 is more compact uh, more simple and The Raid 2 just expands things out um, I think successfully some people think it's like maybe too long too um, there's too much going on but I think it works The Raid 2 but yeah that's The Raid uh, I'm glad I revisited it um, that's a good movie yeah Tyler have you seen The Raid?
2: I have seen the raid. I uh, I I found it to be decent. I know that's like a contrary opinion. Um, I I I I think my problem is I saw Dread first, and okay. I and I prefer Dread. Um, only beca- maybe because I just I they they're different in uh, you know they're different in a lot of ways, but they're similar in concepts and. Kind of structures where you know, kind of fighting up a building, um, but it's I, yeah, I just I, I when I it kind of just felt like a lot of uh, an overindulgence in like violence, which can be sweet, but almost it comes across as like too sweet for me. For personally, I I am not one for like shoot 'em up action films, like almost in the first place. Like I I need. I need to be a little more grounded for that. Like even going back to guardians 2, like the, the, um, the scene with Yandu and rocket, um, on the Ravager ship, you know, to keep it spoiler free is, uh, was, was a lot for me. Like, it was like a lot for me, like personally. Um, and I was surprised that that was like a PG 13 film. Cause it, like <laughs> I was, it was, it was very violent and I was like, wow. Um, and it took me aback but uh yeah i uh, the the raid i i got nothing bad to say about it i just i i tr- i think i started the raid 2. um i i didn't finish it yeah it was, I, I fell off
1: but if if you're not fully on board with the raid one then i don't blame you for not finishing the raid yeah, two. It, yeah. <laughs> it's and it's i think fine.
2: I, yeah 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 it was it was one of yeah but uh
1: yeah which is I, which uh, is acceptable i mean it's fine tyler wait uh, don't <laughs> it's hate me. I, I don't. There are other people I hate. Tyler, you're not one of them. At least, right, at least right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of hate, Matt. I mean, you you definitely love the raid. You, it's one of your favorite action movies of all time, right? You, I mean, it, and if you say anything contrary, then we can just just stop the podcast right now, right? It's 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 good. Okay, the, the, number sixty nine <laughs> is the final episode of Hey Cast. Hope you guys I mean, enjoyed it's it.
0: Good. <laughs> I, it's, I also prefer Dread.
1: Dread, okay. Dread is fine, but Dread's awesome. Dread is. Carl fi- Urban rules. I'm not saying dread is a bad movie, but I prefer the raid. The raid is like a better action. It's it's a, it's more. It's a more personal drama than dread. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I got to revisit it.
1: Uh, maybe.
0: I just, I just a lot of punchy
1: kicky. Yeah, and what's not to love? <laughs> what's not to love about that? It's it's amazing. Anyway. Good video game movie. I'll give it that. Uh,
0: you, uh, he's uh, you... constantly, he's constantly leveling up and going up levels in a building. It's clearly a Donkey Kong movie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's like barrels rolling at him. Am I way off with this?
2: No, but now I want to see a Donkey Kong film. So do I. With the same structure, <laughs> I
0: think <laughs> that'd be freaking awesome.
2: I, I don't see why that can't exist with, like, the heavy purples and reds and... Yeah, get on, get on that, Nintendo.
1: Speaking of terrible things... It. Speaking I, of terrible I, I things... We lost,
0: I thought we lost Marcelo. No, I just
1: wanted to let that sink <laughs> in. I wanted to let that sink in for the listener. You know, I wasn't going to say anything. Um, speaking of bad colors, or just colors, because Tyro was just saying that, uh, nice, bright colors, Bat- Batman... Um, by way of joel schumacher
0: yeah the other day i did a double feature of both joel schumacher batman movies batman forever and batman and robin and uh, i love these movies (laughs) i love them too i'm that guy i'm that guy who i can basically quote batman forever uh it's one of those movies that it's not great but it's a lot of fun and it's basically it's, it's like a, it's like, it's like a live action cartoon. It's, it's just a lot of fun and sure. There's some really dumb shit going on constantly forever and always. And Hey, maybe the behind the scenes stories are a little more interesting than the, the movie itself. Like the fact that Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey and would not tolerate his buffoonery, but Hey, um, yeah, it's fun. I love Batman forever. I, uh, I, I really like Batman and Robin. I think it's a big budget version of the Adam West Batman, and I can never get enough of that. Yeah, this, these are these are just fun Batman movies uh, that don't take themselves seriously in the least. But I appreciate them for that. It's uh, I have a good time with these. They may not be great movies, but I have a blast and a half with them. They're fine. They're good. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. they're, they're fine. They're, yeah. they're just, I like
2: them. Yeah. I... I I always am pro goofy Batman. My yeah, like my, I just,
0: I, yeah. I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with uh, Batman Forever. I have a lot of fun with um, Batman and Robin. I I think Arnold Schwarzenegger and Batman and Robin. Yes, he's a pun machine, but holy shit, does it work? It's a lot of fun. Just fun. These movies are fun.
1: <laughs> They're f- Batman and Robin is is fine. It's not terrible. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's, not,
0: it's not the hate crime that fans have made it out to be over the years.
1: No. It's, no it, it's, yeah. it does enough to justify his existence. It's Yeah. yeah it, it's it's nice and colorful and, and silly. Plus, I mean, Uma Thurman is a hoot and a holler And Yes, yeah, she is. And I'm and, a huge Uma ah, Thurman fan. So, yeah, uh, I love her in that. And it explains a lot about my preference for blondes. But, no. Uh,
0: ah, I me, love the fact that in, like...
1: Even it's you could like pick
0: these movies apart and like how silly they are. I mean, the Riddler gets his costume from a wishmaker that he had in his apartment for some reason. Okay, <laughs> sure. That makes sense. And and somehow that torso statue that had the the Riddler costume also had a pair of pants there somehow. I don't know. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. That's a thing. But you yeah, know, th- these movies are just uh they're just fun. They're candy.
1: Well, yeah, they're
0: disposable candy.
1: Batman Forever yeah, is I like can. Batman Forever is like a step away from being an actually great Batman movie. It's it's very close. Um, I I legit love that movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun
0: and, and oh my god, the
1: soundtrack is great. Love is a strong word. I wouldn't say love, but I think it's like pretty, it, it, damn great. It's it's close. It's getting there. Batman Forever for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that
0: soundtrack, oof,
1: really uh, good. There's U two on there, isn't there?
0: Uh, Hold Me, Kiss Me, Throw Me, Kill Me, and then it had uh, Kiss from a Rose. Um, and some Smashing Pumpkins, maybe? That was Batman and Robin.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: It... Batman and Robin's soundtrack isn't nearly as good. Fine, okay. Because, I mean, the Batman Forever soundtrack made me a lifelong fan of uh, the Flaming Lips when I was, like, what, 10, 11 years old when that movie came out, and I still listen to them. I, I can't say the same for the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> They haven't His fun fact, well.
1: Lee Corgan is batshit crazy now. <laughs> batshit.
0: It all makes sense. But Wayne Coyne from The Flaming Lips has always been batshit insane. So, like, I expect it from him.
1: <laughs> but, hey, that was Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. Um, hey, I can say this. Batman Forever, that soundtrack is better than Batman and Robin the movie.
0: Well, yes. I mean, it's a terrific soundtrack. It has a lot of all timer songs. And uh we're actually gonna be talking about a movie later on today in this episode that is
1: tangentially uh related to Batman Forever. Stay tuned, folks. Ooh, that's a nice tease. Um, anyway, let's 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 push let's push forward. Let's let's speed along. Real quick, this is on Showtime. I talked about this last year when it came out. You did? Yeah, I did. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on this show. Wow, I don't remember anything about this movie, just that it was like it's like the video game movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's shot from this point of view of this guy who wakes up, um, he's like half half man, half machine. Uh his his wife gets gets captured by the supervillain who has telekinesis. Um and okay. he he has to fight his way through a bunch of thugs in order to recharge his Dying heart, battery, and to save his wife, and to help him okay. along the way. To help him along the way, Chateau Copley, who plays about like ten different characters, um, and yeah, it's it's a bizarre movie, but I th- I think it's a fun movie. Uh, people did not like this when this came out. People straight up hated this, which I can I can see. It's it, it's it's sort of misogynistic by the end. But uh, but hey, if you want just a quick action movie, and if you don't mind getting like uh, you know uh, seasick by watching like um,
2: uh, I couldn't do it. No, I, I couldn't. I, I mean, couldn't stick around.
1: I, I I saw this in theaters last year, and I I was fine with it on a, on the big screen actually. But then seeing it like on my screen at home a few nights ago, I like in the beginning I was like, oh man, this is this is too much too much shaky cam for me. Um, Do you but, think the movie would be better if you held a controller in your hands? <laughs> possibly, because right. yeah, that's it,
0: how I'm going to watch this. I'm it definitely hold a, uh, a controller in my hand.
1: It definitely has that. Like I was thinking about it as I was watching it. Like this is one of those like uh, one of the best video game movies, not based on the video game. So I would put it in that category, like with Scott Program.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Like Scott Pilgrim. But uh,
1: but hey, you know the biggest, the best part of the movie for me is uh, Chateau Copley. Uh, he steals the movie. He's like the he. Uh, we we talked about him. I think two weeks ago. He's usually right, the best Matt?
0: thing about any movie. He's
1: yeah, I, uh, we talked about that uh, that time where he got fired uh, off the movie. I am number four for wanting to wear like fake yes. ears and a fake nose. <laughs> um, the makers of this movie let him do whatever the fuck he wants to do so good yeah he's he's, he's unleashed. a genius he yeah. can do whatever the hell he wants so it's it's Chateau Copley's show for the most part and I'm thankful for that uh but yeah that's Hardcore Henry it's on Showtime right now folks so uh I have but, that now yeah by the time this comes out Twin Peaks will will be upon us so a lot of people out there will have uh-huh. the, the Showtime app so there you go it's on there right now um but let's move on. Enough of Copley. I want to hear about this movie, Matt. If you, oh, if, boy. if you could call it a movie, because I've, I've heard things, but I need more information. Uh, okay. Manifesto.
0: Yes, uh, Julian Roosevelt's uh, debut theatrical feature starring 13 K planchettes. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, clearly, I was excited for this movie because she is my favorite actress, and oh. it was and I was basically on Cloud Nine. Uh, it, the prospect of seeing this thing. Um, I have a lot of issues with it. Uh, mostly that I think that it would have worked better as its original video installation. And the fact that that video installation has been playing in, like, in museums, uh, mostly. Uh, I had an issue with the screenplay, actually. I felt that in most parts it was talking down to the audience. And that's never... plus in my book that's that kind of comes off as uh, I'm better than you and I don't care for that but Kate Blanchett is amazing playing all 13 characters in this movie Uh, Manifesto is basically the the director took uh, 13 really famous uh, manifestos throughout history from uh, you know like Karl Marx uh, and uh, Karl Marx and such Uh, he even did like Lars von Trier's like Dogma ninety five, which was very terrifying when they do that that scene in the movie, which you know makes sense because it's Lars von Trier. Uh, But yeah, this movie, uh, it's her giving a bunch of monologues uh, espousing the the virtues of these manifestos, and some of them work, some of them don't. Uh, For the most part, uh, I well, I wouldn't call it an enjoyable movie, but it's interesting uh, in that he just lets Blanchett go crazy Uh, he puts her in all these different types of costumes Uh, like the costumes and the makeup in this movie that's the real star here and the transformation that she's able to do with each character she never repeats herself in this movie Uh, she's playing different uh, walks of life, she plays a punk Uh, she plays a choreographer who looks very much like Norma Desmond and talks like Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard and that part was actually fascinating to me Um, my favorite part of the movie is a long sequence that references 2001 where a a, I guess she's in like a biohazard suit and she's investigating a floating black monolith uh, in a soundproof room and it's just really trippy uh, that entire sequence. And what I said earlier, that Dogma 95 sequence, The Large Von Trier, she's playing like a school teacher who is reprimanding a bunch of children uh, trying to get them to adhere to the manifesto and like correcting their, their testing papers. And these kids can't even be like 10 years old. And it's just, it's kind of like creepy. And it just brought back a lot of bad memories from, you know, elementary school and school in general. But yeah, this movie, I don't know. I don't, uh, I enjoyed it well enough, but it's not something that I'm going to revisit anytime
1: soon. Well, I can't wait to see it. it sounds like my. Uh, it's, my bag. It's,
0: it's definitely something that people should see, uh, yeah, especially see if, especially if they're fans of Cape Blanchette, because I'm telling you, man, she's on fire here, but uh, it's not something that I feel people are going to want to revisit, and it's definitely not uh, up everyone's alley nice 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 but hey it's uh, got Kate Planchette and uh she she is yes she's
1: very good but she's also very tall <laughs> that's a reference to something that somebody said um but yeah, i I, uh, I billy Eichner. yeah i wanted you to say it um yes, i know so when is this out is I, I, is this a netflix uh, movie it is no, it, no right it's now, not right now it just
0: opened up at the film forum in new york uh and I'm guessing it'll get a small theatrical run uh, down the line. Okay, yeah. Uh, but try and look it up. But I'm uh, sure it'll be on Netflix in a few months. Yeah, I'm sure. But And from everything I've been reading about this movie, the video installation is
1: better than the film. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, if you're lucky enough to see the video installation, Matt recommends you see that. For sure. Yeah, but, but definitely,
0: it, it, people should check this out. It's... I could see like someone like Criterion picking this up,
1: honestly. Yeah. That that would make a lot of sense. Uh and also if you want to read Matt's review, go to oh, talk dot yes. talkfilmsociety.com. There you go. Uh you'll be able to have it all. Win it all as a transition. Um win hey, it you're all. You're getting a lot better at these. Uh, am, I? am I? Am I?
0: No, you are. I'm I'm very impressed sir.
1: Tyler, tell me about this movie, When It All.
0: When It All. Uh, it is
2: the latest uh, dramedy from writer-director Joe Swanberg. Um, he, uh, if you're not familiar, he's you know part of the Mumblecore movement. Um he and I think that kind of says it all about him uh, he, he, he makes really personal films um, very uh, prolific career um, I think he's really found a home in Netflix uh, like some of his past films include like uh, Drinking Buddies um, if you remember that from a couple years back uh, with like uh, Olivia Watt mm-hmm. Olivia Yeah,
0: um, I do like Swanberg though
2: yeah, so Swanberg, he, he's uh, he's cool. I know some people are kind of turned off um, by his very loose uh, writing style, or if you can even call it that, because most, most of the, the dialogue in, in this film as well is improvised, um, and that's kind of uh, his thing. And uh, Jake Johnson is the star and uh, co-writer, and it's about... Uh, Jake Johnson's character—he is a gambling addict,
0: okay. who
2: um, who has a friend who is going to jail for several months, and um, is given a duffel bag full of, with full of money with like twenty five thousand dollars, and uh, against his better judgment, he uh, blows it all
0: on—he
2: <laughs> he he blows it all gambling. Um, and so you know he's he's an alcoholic he's you know he's down on his luck and it's really just um, about um, you know kind of uh, comeuppance and uh, you know becoming a family man and it's you know it's it's got Joe uh, Lou Joe uh, Truglio I believe that's how you pronounce his name from uh, you know from Brooklyn Nine Nine and
0: oh Superman. yeah I love him.
2: Yeah, he's he's great. He plays his brother, who's kind of the stable one who like gives him the job and um, seeing those two uh, improv is fun and uh, Keegan Michael, Michael Keegan Michael Key uh, plays his uh, his like gambling sponsor.
0: Of and Key so and Peel kind of, fame.
2: Uh, of Key and Peel fame, yes. Um, I butchered his name. The the most the most basic name, I butchered it. Um uh-huh and uh yeah it's it's a also a netflix original film and um i think it's uh i think it's i think it's worth a peep it's it's one of the better uh flicks that i've seen recently um yeah and also if you haven't seen joe swanberg's uh netflix television show easy uh, i highly recommend that um that show is uh it's a six uh it's an anthology it's a romantic comedy anthology series interestingly enough um where it it's it kind of got an all-star cast but they uh you know it's got different relationships and explores different relationship dynamics and uh yeah, it's if you're into that sort of thing um i'm sure you're already aware of joe swanberg and probably are, are a fan so check it out yeah.
0: Well, I like I really like Jake Johnson, so I'll check this out. I'm a big fan of him on New Girl, so yeah, I'll be watching this. New Girl is still on the air, right? Yes, it, and it's why? and it's still good. Is it still good? Yes, it's I, still very good.
2: I will I, check it out. I I was a huge fan for years, and then um, and then it kind of fell off. I think it fell, for everyone, it kind of fell off, and then I know it picked up, picked back up again. But it's got to yes. be winding down soon. It, it, picked, I, it, picked,
0: it picked up again when Megan Fox joined the cast. Surprisingly,
2: I okay, yes, I remember that. Yeah, and that's guess the- what?
0: That girl is funny.
2: She is funny.
0: She I- has the chops, and she's very funny in that show. People need to pay more attention to her as a comedic she, actress because guess she what? She's great. A regular? Uh, is, she like, was a regular is, for two seasons, and I think she just left. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. She had a uh, pretty cool uh, comedic romance with uh, Jake Johnson, and uh, yeah, good
1: stuff. All right. I have uh, I have no opinion about New Girl, one way or the other. Oh. Uh, okay. Hey, speaking of New Girl, uh, Heat. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: speaking of speaking of Zoe Deschanel, Robert De Niro. Uh, yes. That guy.
1: <laughs> See. You were you were a compliment to me about the uh, the transition, so I wanted to take things back to uh, Actually,
0: to. That was to, fine. That was like a non sequitur transition. It works. It's uh, very so avant-garde.
1: last week I saw Heat on the big screen. Uh, this week Matt sees Heat on the small screen.
0: <laughs> well, it's not a really a small screen, but yeah, it's
1: a so it theater. Very very douchey thing of me to say, but no, I I I'm jealous of your of your setup, Matt. You have a 4K. Uh, HD TV screen. How yes. big is it? Uh, 60. 60, 60, inches. 60 inches. That's nice. Um, so you experienced the new 4K Blu ray of heat on that screen. How yes, was it? How and, was it? Uh,
0: it looks. I, I agree with what you said uh, on the website, Marcel. It looks like a brand new movie. Um, this is one of those high-definition transfers that it rivals most discs that are in my library. I, I mentioned it on Letterboxd, actually, where this along with uh, Blade Runner and the first Alien are probably the best-looking catalog titles that I have on Blu-ray. They just did such a great job with Heat. Um, Man messed with the the color timing. He fixed that a little bit. Uh, it looks uh, a lot more crisp. It actually looks a lot more like his uh, current uh, digital filmography but it also keeps that that filmic uh filmic look and i really appreciate that and let me say the sound on this thing holy crap i'm so surprised that we didn't hear people banging on our door mm-hmm. to uh tell us tell us to shut the hell up because this is a loud movie and it sounds amazing uh, highly recommend this blu-ray uh it's on amazon right now for not even 8 dollars <laughs> like 7.88 788, and you get a two-disc Blu-ray set featuring uh, a great uh, Q&A with uh, Michael Mann, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, uh, moderated by Christopher Nolan. And then he brings out most of the cast. Uh, oh, yeah. It's and crew. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and yeah, I mean, this is probably like the fourth time I've seen this movie. And I love it more and more every time I see it. I will say, this was the first time Carlo... Has seen Heat. Oh, oh, indeed. And fun fact: I think this might be the first Michael Mann movie that I've shown him that he's really loved. Well, there you go. It's it I... made me very happy, and it also it was really cool to like. All right, you know the scene where they're uh, Al Pacino and the cops they're in the uh, in the truck yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a scene right before that where that it's like a helicopter shot. Yeah, and it's like following the truck and he turns to me he goes oh my god this is the Dark (laughs) Knight oh yeah (laughs) I'm like yeah about that yeah I I, I didn't Uh, make that connection
1: yeah I I didn't make that connection until I saw it in theaters last week I go son of a bitch this is Nolan stole this from the dark stole this from Heat and put it in the Dark Knight oh he stole a lot of it a lot yeah that
0: a lot of the helicopter stuff, like there's another part where he turns to me and goes, oh, hey, it's Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, this is, you know, the Dark Knight without, you know, instead of hockey pads, they have hockey masks uh, in heat. And uh, let me tell you, one thing that's very unfortunate about this movie in the new transfer is uh, we couldn't stop uh, retching whenever John Voight came on screen. <laughs> uh, in this movie, he looks like literal skin cancer. It, he is just so gross and disgusting looking uh kind of matching himself in real life uh, what he, his personality in real life but yeah we couldn't every time he came on screen like Carlo would like look away and I would look away we we're like oh my god he's so gross looking yeah guess what John Voight looks like garbage in this movie but it works for his character but oh my god it's unsettling to look at <laughs> uh
1: you saw the Q&A's right
0: yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah um Hey, w- w- how about Nolan being a huge dick to uh, Dante Sp- uh, Spinotti? Uh, that that was uh that was, a- that was impressive. Uh, rep- <laughs> refresh my memory. So they're talking. So so Dante Spinotti, the cinematographer of Heat, he was talking about the new transfer and how he said. Like, um, thankfully, we're living in an age where digital is helping preserve these movies, helping them look better than they. Oh well,
0: he, oh, that's because he said the the evil word to Christopher Nolan,
1: which is you don't, you don't mention digital around Christopher Nolan. Yeah, exactly.
0: He has a conniption. But yeah, tell me what happened. I uh, I might have passed over this part.
1: So so Dante Spinalti is saying, hey, you know, because of 4K, because of digital, like this movie looks amazing now. And then Nolan goes, "Well, uh, uh, we we screened a 35 millimeter print of Heat, and it looked, you know, amazing." Um, and then and then Sp- Spinalti goes, "Well," <laughs> but he said it in like a very dickish way. He's like, "Oh, you know, yeah, 4K is great now, but you know, this 35 millimeter print of Heat like looked amazing." Then then Spinalti goes, "Well, actually, Chris, like that 35 millimeter print looked like garbage." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then Nolan goes and then Nolan goes, I'm gonna pretend you you didn't say anything or some some dickish response to that. Oh fuck him. It's like come on, come on, man. And you know uh,
0: and you know that and you know this whole time man is just like yo fuck you. <laughs> he's he's like he's like, I'm a digital god. I don't want to hear anything you have to say, Chris. Just stop.
1: <laughs> uh and, and and like those uh those Q and A's uh that one and there's there's also one from the Toronto International Film Festival from last year. Yes. Um I I yeah, I I listened to I watched both of those. And yeah, Michael Mann is a super smart son of a bitch. Like he's really smart. He
0: remembers specific takes uh yeah. that they did on set and I'm like, "Oh, he's still got it, man." yeah a joke
1: uh, <laughs> it it hit me when he was uh, doing the q and a uh, during the uh, Toronto international Film Festival segment, and he was taking questions from the audience and some of the questions are like as usual for q and a very specific and like very garbage and but he answers he takes them. He takes each and every one and, answer, and answers them in the best way possible. He yeah. he, he I gotta takes, watch that Q and A. I'm excited. Yeah, he takes audience questions like no other director can, um, and gives like the best responses. But yeah, Mans a genius. Um, oh, weren't we going to get to Black Hat, Matt?
0: Oh no, I was actually going to talk about how this is also related to Batman Forever Heat. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Because uh, uh, uh,
0: not only do they, uh, not only do they both have Val Kilmer, because you know Val Kilmer shot. Uh, scenes from Heat uh, concurrently with Batman Forever. At times, they're both. Uh, they both have musical scores by Elliot Goldenthal.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I did make that connection. Did not make that connection.
0: That's yeah, pretty cool.
1: That's cool. Um, hey, we've talked enough about Michael Mann and Heat. Uh, Tyler, I mean, I, I think at this point, Tyler, you know, Matt and I are on the. Or uh, we're, we're man fans. So. We, we call man ourselves. We call ourselves fans with two ends. <laughs> where where do you stand tyler on michael mann i am a fan and,
0: uh, <laughs> fan dun, 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 dun.
2: no i mean like how like how could you not be like it's you know i uh miami vice uh, <laughs> I, I i like black hat um thief is probably my favorite movie of his
0: okay, um good choice <laughs>
2: And uh, yeah, I I got that Criterion on a blind buy, and uh, it's,
0: it's like the stellar. Best blind
2: buy. It's, it's kind of um, yeah. It was it was the best blind buy. I should probably do some more of those those Criterion blind buys because um, I I have not, or maybe I'll just uh, start Filmstruck back up because I I wrote that Filmstruck piece. Um, but then I never picked it back up once the Apple TV app came out. <laughs> and so I, I should. Um, but yeah, um, I'm a fan. And uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I'll pick up this copy of Heat if it's so cheap.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's super totally cheap. it's totally worth it, yeah. Yeah, and, and going back to what Matt said, now it was a few hours ago. Um, but yeah, check out that article that me and Rocky wrote on Heat. We we went to see Heat last week in a theater, and uh, was, yeah, we revisited it, and and yeah, it, it was nice writing about it because uh, it is one of Michael Mann's masterpieces, and and it's and it's funny that uh, one Matt, of a
0: few masterpieces that he has,
1: <laughs> one of a few, and it's his most uh, accessible. I think it's something I have, uh, yeah yeah yeah. I, I think it is his most accessible because.
0: Either this or Collateral are his most successful, yeah. Uh, no, like, uh, yeah. accessible.
1: Good, uh, good point. It's this collateral, because um, it's it's funny that you said that, Carlo. Uh, it is. It's the first one he truly enjoyed, right? my of, yeah. of, of, of man's and yeah, it, it totally makes sense because anybody can come into Heat and just enjoy it for for what it is because the performances, the action, and everything in this movie works. Everything works. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And, yeah, it's two hours and 40 minutes, but you don't feel that at all. Yeah, uh, and
0: when it was over, I was like, thank you for staying up past your bedtime and
1: watching this three-hour movie with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was Heat. Uh, And I'm sure we'll talk about Michael Mann more. (laughs) This It's kind of an understatement. Well, Well, we'll I mean, come on. I, I, I missed the Black Cat Director's Cut. Screening on FX, and I looked it so up. So
0: did I, because we watched Heat instead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it 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 uh, pains me to to find that uh, it's not on the FX app like I thought it would be. Same,
0: but it's not. Well, I, apparently, they'll be adding it,
1: hopefully soon. Uh, but yeah. I did see the schedule; they're screening it uh, this Sunday, as of this recording. So, uh yeah, I'll, so I'll, I'll make sure to tune in then.
0: So after my Mother's Day dinner. I will watch Black
1: Hat. <laughs> Black Hat, that director's cut. Uh, okay, so that was Heat. Let me make this one real quick, because we've gone past two hours. Like we said, we wouldn't. Yeah, uh, well, with all the breaks, I think it'll be under two hours. <laughs> I'd like to at least play one round of the of the uh, Haycast Pyramid. At least okay. one round. But real quick, the straight story. Another one that's on Showtime right now, uh, another one directed by David Lynch... Uh, and another blind spot I crossed off my list. Uh, so the straight story, it makes sense that this is like one of the last Lynch films that I managed to see because it, it, it's uh, it's well, first off, it's not like readily available as like his other movies. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's on like it's on like an early Disney DVD release.
1: Yeah, it's not on Blu-ray, um, and I don't think we're gonna see Blu-ray anytime soon because it is a Disney movie. So uh, yeah. They're they're it's notorious. Not animated.
0: They don't care about their catalog. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're notorious for not caring about movies like smaller movies like this. I mean, but, please, no,
0: even bigger movies. I mean, we still don't have a, a Blu-ray for the Black Hole.
1: Oh, well, yeah, well, they're uh,
2: they Disney. Get on that,
1: Disney. Yes, <laughs> really. Stop being garbage. Uh, but no, but this movie. Okay, I'm glad I finally saw this movie uh, with a nice uh, transfer on the on the Showtime app. Um, and, I, and yeah, what what can I say about it? It's David Lynch himself says this is his most experimental movie, which. Do you like it? <laughs> I did like know. it. No, I did okay, like it. Okay, good. All yeah, like right, It's lovely. It. it is. No, that's what I, was, what I was aiming at. He says it's his most experimental. And when you look at it compared to his other movies, and when you read about how he made the movie, like he made the movie in order, uh, and he shot right. it down the route that the uh, the real uh, Alvin Strait uh, took. Real quick, <laughs> the story is Alvin Strait. Uh, he finds out his brother uh, is sick, so he takes his his uh, his lawnmower and drives across, you know, a few states to to, to, uh, to see him. And this yeah. and, the, and this tells the true life story uh, of of what he went through. And yet, know, it, it's a road movie. It's a, it's a road movie, and it is yes, it is very emotional um of this old man wanting to see his old brother uh for one last time uh and and uh and, and you know the strangers he meets along the way uh and the stories he tells to them and the friends he, he, he reconnects with. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Uh and for a Lynch movie like yeah it's it's not a conventional lynch movie uh, speaking of like unconventional lynch movies cause that that's that's what lynch movies are they're unconventional yeah. this is very uh, i was gonna say it a straight story it's it, it's it's very linear there's <laughs> it, like there's not much um there's not much swaying away from this story but it it does tell it, it's it's a very um ethereal story about you know life and death uh about um Oh, about about like um, like like that story Alvin Straight says in the beginning of him and his brother looking up in, uh, at the stars, you know, and mm-hmm. being connected, you know, in, in that way, uh, that feels very Lynch to me. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm happy I saw it. It's, it's definitely I'm so glad you liked it. I liked it a lot. I, it's one of those that I think will grow on me each time I see it. Yeah. And I and I hope one day that maybe we'll get a proper you know Blu-ray release. That'd be nice. That would be nice. And yeah, I, I I'd like to see it again because it is a very yeah, powerful movie.
0: It's really good. And I just want to say how great the cast is in this. I mean, Richard Farnsworth in this movie gives one of my favorite male performances ever. Yeah. Uh, and he made this movie under immense pain. Uh, he was uh, towards the end of his life when he made this movie. He had a really debilitating cancer. Uh, he was not doing well. But he, you know, he powered through it. And he did this movie. Uh also I want to commend uh, Sissy Spacek for this movie because she is just like fascinating in this movie. Uh what she does with her character, uh it's it's heartbreaking but it's like really beautiful uh what she pulls off. And uh yeah, no, I loved the straight story. Um I love Richard Farnsworth in this movie. He I I've, I've loved him whenever I've seen him pop up in a movie. And uh it's a shame that uh that he died the way he did.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But um, thankfully, he got an Oscar nomination for this. Um, yeah. And he, he got plenty of acclaim for The Straight Story.
0: Uh, As well he should have, because this is, like, a great career topper.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then a year after he got the nomination, I think, is when he passed away. But, and, yeah, I... Yeah, I can't wait to see it again. Like I said, it's a powerful, moving movie.
0: Yeah, it's terrific. I... I love it so much. And it's really weird that, you know, you tell someone that Lynch did a Disney movie once and they're like, What? You're you're bullshitting me but then they see it and they're like, Oh wow, it works. <laughs> David Lynch made a G
1: rated movie and yeah. it works. Oh, and we should also say Rob Trench wrote about The Straight Story for our... Yes, he did.
0: A wonderful piece.
1: For our... It seems like we've been doing this for months now, the David Lynch retrospective, which is coming to a close and Yeah, because it's funny that he did... <laughs> Lynch did um, Lost Highway, Straight Story, and then Mulholland Drive, right? Yes. That's quite a, a sandwich right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Um, real quick, Tyler. Um Yes. We've talked Matt and I and guests from like the last few episodes have talked Lynch uh, to death, and it it it's always like one or the well Matt mostly the guests <laughs> have been like very not Lynch friendly, right? You could say that. They've oh been, no, they haven't. So so Tyler, it's I'm
0: it, very I'm very pro Lynch.
1: Okay, good. I, finally, somebody yeah, who's pro Lynch.
0: <laughs> oh, finally, Jesus!
2: I I love Eraserhead with all my heart. It's my I, favorite rom com. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's great. I I'm uh, I'm slowly rewatching Twin Peaks um, right now. I am going to be reacquainted with my box set um, nice. this week this weekend, and so I'll I'll dive in a little deeper and in, in time for the film because I haven't really gotten into all like the lost pieces and stuff and oh like, boy. I, I don't know if now is the right time because I'm trying to, you know, get my rewatch in before the show begins.
0: Well, according uh, to according to Lynch, uh, the movie Fire Walk with Me is a key to understanding I, I and enjoying that, yeah. the new season.
2: Yeah, and I I so knowing that, like, I kind of want to get a move on, um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm pro Lynch. I, I I'm going to see the Straight Story on Showtime. Um, Are there other Lynch films on Showtime? Because there are a few others I haven't seen.
0: Right now, right now they just have Straight Story, Lost Highway, and uh, the Twin Peaks movie. Firewalk with me.
2: Okay, I haven't seen Lost Highway either, so I I will watch. Oh boy, I'll have a weird Lynch double feature. Um, Oh man, yeah, that's uh. That's definitely on the docket for uh,
1: the very near future. Awesome! That's great to hear. Somebody who's enthused about David Lynch, rather than uh, not to knock our previous guests, but come on, guys. <laughs> it's it, I, and I only say that now because hey, we had
0: we had to get a fan eventually.
1: I know, eventually. I say that now, you know, not to diss our guests from the past, but because I'm just so amped. Because, like, what in like in less than two weeks, in a week and a half. In a week and a half, we're going to have new David Lynch. In, in ten days. In ten days, we're going to have it in our eyeballs. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And Matt. Man. Oh, man. Matt, you and I are going to do that uh, that, that uh, Twin Peaks uh, wrap-up at the end of each show. So yes, we, we are. we have to get ready for that. So, Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> one last thing before we end this episode, though. Let's play at least one round of the Haycast, the Hay-Cast Pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> we should say that like <laughs> in sync from now on. Haycast Pyramid. Suck it, pyramid. Dick Clark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you the clues Matt and Tyler okay. will receive. So here's what's happening. Uh, very much like the $10,000 Pyramid. Uh, Matt However
0: amount of money it, it can be
1: i don't know <laughs> I forget the actual title uh Tyler Matt's gonna give you clues uh he cannot give you proper names he, he cannot give you movie titles uh you know actor names character names he can only describe the plot you know give you quotes from the movie and you have to guess the title of the movie i'm gonna be okay. se- i'm gonna be sending him five movies. you have sixty seconds to uh to guess the five movies so-
2: i'm I'm excited. Laid on me. Here we I'm go. Very excited.
1: So I'm going to set all this up on my end. Let me get out the timer. Let me open up my document. And let me send over Matt. Uh, let me send you the, uh, the the clues. All right. So if we all, I mean, Tyler, you understand the rules, right? Yes. Uh, Matt, you ready?
0: This edition of Hey Cast Pyramid is brought to you by the Showtime
1: app because we've
0: mentioned <laughs> it 40 times.
1: And I'm sure we're going to mention it again. Like once Twin Peaks comes out. So
0: Enter the discount code forty times to
1: get one <laughs> month free. <laughs> Alright, here we go guys. My stopwatch is ready. Okay. Uh and I'm gonna send you this uh when I count down to zero. Here we go. Three, two, one, go.
0: Okay, there's a lot of songs in this. It takes place in the '60s and '70s. They were songs by a very popular band, one of the best Across bands. Across the universe. Okay, good. Okay, this movie has. Um, uh, there's a lot of things happening in a city, <laughs> in California. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. A pass. Okay, there's a little girl. There's a little girl in a maze, and a guy with hand, hand a hand, hand eyeballs. Yes. Okay, there's. Uh, Okay, uh, there's a pool game happening. Yes, okay. maybe it's it's a, it's a <laughs> yes. sequel. It's a sequel. Yes.
2: Okay. It's it's an eighties movie. Eighties uh, movie. <laughs> there's
0: a pool game. Billiards, oh. even.
2: I I pass.
0: Okay. Uh, there's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, and, that's and there the... might be a spoiler. There's a penis. And stop! Oh <laughs> no, boy, I haven't. I've seen two of these movies, Marcel. <laughs> oh,
1: these okay. are random. These are random. Uh, yes, I send Matt random movies, and I hope. he I hope he. Gets I've seen some... two. I've seen two of them. I right, do you want to? Do want to? Yeah, without yeah. the timer, do, do you want to try again just to kind of give more no. clues? No.
0: Because I, I don't know these movies.
1: Okay, um, so... The, movie, was...
0: the movies were yeah. Across the Universe, okay. To Live and Die in L.A., Pan's Labyrinth, The Color of Money, and The Crying Game.
2: I'm not familiar with those movies either.
1: Did what? I spoil The Crying Game? Everybody knows the ending of The Crying Game at this point. Yes, there's a penis at the end. That's the spoiler. <laughs> Color of Money, you you were giving pretty good clues. Um, was I? You were, yeah, it's a sequel, it's into the 80s, there's pool. Uh yeah yeah it's pretty good but to live and die in L A yeah that was kind of hard that was kind of hard yeah what the fuck man Why you could have, have you said that in you could have said uh chase sequence uh I,
0: like if I had seen it I could have said that, <laughs> but I don't know anything about that movie other than it's
1: William Friedkin and the guy from Manhunter and CSI it's a little tough it's a little tough do you want to try again I have a, I have like one more set of of uh, I'll do
2: another set
1: okay let's do well, one more set but you got to have another set because I want Tyler to test me. Oh, uh, wait. Oh,
0: jeez.
1: Oh, okay, how about this? Okay. L- uh, let me just give this set I have to Tyler. All right, okay. let's do it that okay. way. Okay. All
0: right. going to be in the uh, Skype chat box, and I will not yes, look at it.
1: Tyler, so yeah, look at the Skype chat. I'll send it to you okay. there. Uh, I'll reset the timer. Um, and then I will test Tyler with some movies from my collection. Sure, yeah. You can do that. Because uh, I, I just uh, had time to just... Gather up ten names. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Reset the clock, and I'll say I'll hit enter when I count down. So here we go. Tyler, you ready? Matt, you ready? Yep. Yep. Here you go. Three, two, one, go.
2: Um. Alrighty. Uh. This is a Very. Manipulative
1: birthday gift. It's a, a good clue. It's a good clue. What? It's a good clue, Matt.
2: It's in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, you love this film.
1: <laughs> well, I love it. No. Manipulative birthday gift. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Pass. Keep going, Tyler. Keep going. Pass.
2: Um, I I have not seen this film. Um, Great clue. But uh, there are a lot. Uh, There's a lot to say about this uh, film and the act that it is uh, describing. Mm. Um, (laughs) Human
0: centipede.
2: This is bad, no. Um... I this is a subject in school and uh, something you should not do in
0: school. <laughs>
1: um, and that's oh, time. Okay. That's okay, time. Yeah.
2: That's that. Wow. <laughs> and, and then it was three movies that I probably could have. I'm gonna look at
0: these. Yeah. No, oh, no. The, Manipulated uh, birthday gift. Okay, that's fine. History of violence. Okay. God damn it! I would have gotten the last three. I think. I,
2: I know. Yeah.
1: But that first clue, I think, was pretty good. Come on. I, uh, I
0: don't know how I could have done better.
1: Uh, you could say maybe elaborate. Uh, Happy
0: birthday, you're in a coffin <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I probably yeah, I could have. Avoided
1: it. I okay. falls off the roof. So, Matt, say, save this game. Uh, pick five movies from your collection. Give them to Tyler. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: You're going to have a minute. Okay. okay, and
1: so yeah, so so you got Matt, you have yeah five titles. Tyler is receiving. Okay. Okay. Whenever you're ready,
0: and, Wait. and go. Okay, there's a uh, guy with a hook hand, and he has a leather trench coat, and uh, it takes place in the city. And if you look in the mirror, there's bees that come out of it. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that.
2: Before. Is a I was gonna say a series of unfortunate events, but no. no. Um, I don't know.
0: Pass. Okay, it's a movie with a uh, a guy who's really funny in it, but in this movie he speaks totally Spanish all the time.
2: All oh, it's... casa de mi padre.
0: There you go. Okay. Um, oh, wow. There's uh, a guy. He was in another movie, but now he's uh, in the financial industry in New York. Uh,
2: Sequel. Wall Street. I mean, Wall Street money never sleeps.
0: There you go. Okay, and uh, a bunch of actors are stuck in the jungle, and they're making a movie.
2: Uh, Tropic Thunder.
0: Okay, and uh, there's a there's a scene in this where subtitles are sneezed and they fall on the table.
2: I don't know, but okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious stop. about that film. Right, and
0: stopped. that's
2: it. Oh, okay. Damn it!
0: The first was movie was three? Candy, The first movie was Candyman. Yeah, Candyman. Okay.
2: I haven't yeah. seen that movie.
0: That was three. Yeah, and the last movie was They Came Together.
2: Oh, they oh, came together.
1: Oh, Okay, yeah.
0: Well,
2: surprised right, I didn't get that one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get it because I knew that joke. I've seen that that's movie. That's the best. That's the best gag in that movie. Yeah. No,
0: <laughs> that I... and the uh, I look like a chimney sweep.
1: Or when Chris Mel, my... Mal- Chris yeah. shits in that uh, costume. That's my favorite. Bit.
0: <laughs> oh God, I love that movie.
2: No, yeah. my favorite scene in that film is the. Uh, would you like to get me with Kofi? Or, the do you want to get a cup of coffee with me
1: and like <laughs> Uh, neither the, you watched like
2: what the, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> it's 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 always fun. I like I need to have that film
0: on the you ready. You also goodness. like you also like fiction books?
1: <laughs> God, I love that movie. Yeah. It's very uh, good. All right. It's quite good. That's a good note to end this episode on. Okay. It was fun. We we got a solid round of that game. And so. I
0: can't believe you 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 knew it was called Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. (laughs) I
1: know! (laughs) It is one of the worst titles for a movie ever. Money Never Sleeps. Because it it, it doesn't.
0: (laughs) Speaking
1: (laughs) speaking of never sleeping, we have to sleep eventually.
0: If there's two things I've learned from Oliver Stone, it's that greed is good and
1: money never sleeps. (laughs) (laughs) Before we end this episode, plugs. Tyler, where can the people listening find you online?
2: Um I tweet too much at Tyler Scruggs S- <laughs> WGS. Um my Instagram's kinda pretty sometimes. I'm at Scruggernaut, S C R U G G E R N A U T. And uh Yeah. You can you can learn everything about me from there.
1: There you go. Uh Matt, hey, what about you?
0: As always, you can find me on Twitter at The Real Matt c You can also find me under the same name over on Letterboxd to see if I'm lying about what movies I've been watching. And you can find me over on Facebook at Facebook.com slash groups slash pixels and reels. And you can find me at talkfilmsociety.com where I'm the editor at large, constantly gaining weight for everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny because <laughs> I was thinking that as you said, an editor at large just a very, very fat, very fat man I'm being. just
0: picturing yeah, you know, this giant man behind a desk going more, more, more content
1: uh, but that's me though I'm a fat man behind a desk um, Hey, me I'm the editor-in-chief of TalkFilmSociety.com I am the bastard behind that website <laughs> uh, I apologize uh, and now, hey what else do I do uh, with Twitter at Marcelo J Pico uh, what else podcasts yes the amount of podcasts I have going on it's insane I don't know how I mind do it mind boggling the hey cast which you're currently listening to hopefully uh, hey, that's this show I hope you enjoy it uh, the talk from society podcast the original like that's still going on monthly check out our Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2 podcast we'll do like an Alien Covenant one soon um, and we'll do a few more later on Soderbergh 2828 that podcast series where we tackle Soderbergh's films uh, you know movie by movie year by year and yeah I think that's everything I think that's all I have um, alright yeah. that's it Tyler thanks again for coming on my
0: pleasure thanks for having me Thank you so much. This was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Now, Matt, it's time to end the podcast with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, (laughs) and keep on watching.
0: Oh, yeah, that one. It's a bit...